2: This episode of the Cult Popcher podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the Cult and donating at dubdubdub.patreon.com/slashcultpopcher. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to another spooky episode of the Cult Popsha podcast. You guys can't see at home, but AJ has gotten in the mood. Mm. He's got a very spooky new webcam. <laughs> at
2: least you can see me now the last couple of episodes we've done you haven't been able to see me but the the lighting in the attic in which i reside is not very complimentary it mm. is it is turning the um very low quality uh footage the webcams capturing into quite the ghoulish visage i think i've got uh, very yeah. sunken in eyes and I don't, I don't like it i need to get some kind of better life and the fact that you
1: on. reside in an attic in and of itself <laughs> is already fairly spooky but it is not just uh, us today normally we you know when we make jokes about what i can see on the zoom call while we're recording this mm. it's just for me but we've actually got someone else joining us mm. on the zoom call today that is writer slash comedian lily Hanson. thank you for being
3: hello here. lily Eat shit and die, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: got in the spirit. You know how to do it. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Pop podcast. Hey, yeah. I'm happy to be here. I'm a fan. Mm, that's the thing, as well. Actually, I should say um, a little humble brag for for Cold Pop Shop. As we've had, um, I hope you, I hope I don't uh, embarrass you by saying you're you're relatively internet famous, Lily. Um, and we've had <laughs> we've had internet celebrities on before, but I don't think we've ever had one on who became a fan of us and that's how we met you which was very yeah, like
1: independently yeah
2: yeah very humbling very touching so we we're immediately like oh my gosh we've got to get lily on the show and here you are
3: yeah yeah i i, I back uh in the day I, I i created a series called joe goes where mm. I, I would go out to Different events in different countries and, uh, playfully tease people and myself. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, this is all part of my plan. It was, it was all for one. This. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My plan was, uh, y- number one, uh, Join the Patreon. Join your Patreon. <laughs> number two, uh, get recognized by you. <laughs> number, number three, uh, persuade you to let me be on a podcast. And number four, world domination. Well wow, there's a I think it might be a big gap between those last two there, but good good well, luck.
1: This, you've done so well so far.
2: <laughs> that's true your <laughs> success rate is reliable
1: uh, yeah so today we're covering this is film franchise fortnight's on the cop Culture podcast uh this is a series we have we've been doing it for a long time <laughs> now you should cool. be caught up that's where we each every fortnight which is two weeks a two-week period 14 nights we we look oh. at a different film franchise by watching Every film in that franchise, and today we're covering the Nightmare Vacation franchise.
0: Oh, mm. okay for
1: Very our critical. for our British that friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, everywhere else in the world knows it as sleepaway camp.
2: Is that because sleepaway camp is an American term?
1: Yeah, I imagine so. Are you? Mm. Were you a? Were you a camper, Lily, in your day? <laughs> uh
3: yeah, sleepaway camp. I guess maybe it is uniquely American. Mm. But when I was a kid, I was raised Lutheran Christian, and mm-hmm. and I, I do recall going to camp, but like it wasn't real religiony. Like it, it was, there mm. were songs and stuff, but it, I just remember like canoeing and like playing tetherball and all mm. these games, and it was like more about just the fun and and like challenges, like oh see if you can get across this course with working together without touching the ground. And I just remember having fun, but then like someone I know uh, went to a friend's camp and it was really Jesus campy and we're, we're trying mm-hmm. to get them to speak in tongues and stuff. And so- uh, Oh wow. yeah, been there, pain there. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah yeah you're uh you we learned that in the uh, god's not dead uh, series yeah <laughs> a fan ladies and gentlemen a fan of the show <laughs> is guest starring on the podcast yeah yeah i'm gonna do a podcast where i rank all of your episodes <laughs> <laughs> what a dream It will become more famous than this podcast I mean. <laughs> um but yeah so it was like religion was mixed with it i grew up in rural minnesota i don't i don't no, if it was like that for everybody, but sleepaway camp was like a colloquial term. Yeah, mm. yeah, because th- yeah, th- yeah.
1: that was kind of what I, a, the, a few films. in, I was like, none of the camps this is set at are called sleepaway camp, and then <laughs> it's used as like an offhand term in one of the films, and I realized, oh, that's just what you guys call them.
2: It makes it it makes it a better title, I think, than mm. it's like referring to an experience rather than the place itself.
1: Like, like it could be called Summer Camp.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so- like we like to talk about titles here. Yeah, we sure do, Lily. We sure do. <laughs> not right, sure right, you know. <laughs> 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 get too ahead of yourself. <laughs>
1: So the Sleepaway Camp or Nightmare Vacation franchise consists of five films, that is Sleepaway Camp, Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, Return to Sleepaway Camp, and the fifth film, Sleepaway Camp (laughs) 4... the survivor. So there's mm. uh, there's obviously a story there as to why the titles are <laughs> like that, but we will get to that in due course. For now though, we traveled to 1983 for the first mm. sleepaway camp and uh, who would like to have the absolute pleasure of telling me and the listeners at home or at the office or wherever they are what this film is about?
2: <laughs> thank you for being so inclusive about where people might be listening Um, <laughs> uh, do you want to do it lily i can do it if you don't want to no you do it this is you're good right. at it yeah okay <laughs> sweet so we we are we haven't i don't know if we've mentioned this but we are returning to like the sort of slasher oeuvre mm. that we've a little slasher mini canon in the podcast uh with this film though might i might i reflect a very Like, not a very often spoken of slasher. Like, people go, oh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like Sleepaway Camp is often left out of the conversation for whatever reason. Mm. Um, But this is for the most part a pretty um standard and i would say relatively um inoffensive not for log slasher set at a camp there's a bunch of teenagers a bunch of horny teenagers um, and they're each getting killed off one by one um the film is framed by a sort of a setup and a reveal at the start of the film we see a a brother and a sister are on a boat and, um, with their dad at Camp Arawak, where the first one is set, um and they're involved in an accident uh you the viewer, spoilers for sleepaway camp, you, the viewer, are led to believe that in the accident only the daughter survived, and at the the then the, you eight years later, we flash forward, and this this girl is now attending Camp Arawak, and she's very quiet um she's very awkward uh she's gets bullied a lot her her only real friends are her cousin ricky and a boy that's got a crush on her and as people start getting killed off i think (laughs) i think you're supposed to think it's ricky knowing anything about this franchise i immediately assumed it was angela
1: that's interesting (laughs) yeah i i I was wondering that as well because It's very obviously Angela.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And the big twisted end of the film, and I guess a content warning for some, um, what's the best way to put this? Like sort of misguided, dated um, transphobia. Uh, The the reveal is that it was actually the uh, boy that survived at the start. And when he was adopted by his auntie, uh, she wanted a girl, and so dressed um the boy up as Angela, the dead sister um and the twist at the end is uh that Angela is actually oh actually has a penis, and uh you see it, you see the penis, <laughs> it's very cool, um, and uh, yeah, I guess the it's it's simultaneously. An incredibly compelling twist and I think one of the main reasons this film is remembered in any way. Yeah. Uh and also uh deeply, deeply I think offensive and misguided. And I think I was I tried to read a lot on this to try and um understand like you know, I can understand, but um, get get to the get to the heart of why it's offensive and, and it's sort of um it's like saying that because Angela was raised as a as a girl, it drove her crazy, which is somewhat of a regressive uh, statement to make about that sort of thing
1: uh, yeah but I, at the same time i guess there's the argument that it's uh shows how damaging raising someone mm. the wrong gender can be mm. like uh, you know uh, uh, raising someone as the gender they don't believe they are themselves you know
0: mm.
2: yes
1: which is yes. like a Pro trans message in, in a way. <laughs> that's true. But that's true. Yeah, the the film is yeah known for this this twist ending. Wikipedia calls it one of considered to be one of the genres most shocking. And mm. uh, Lily, it was actually you who brought this franchise to us. Mm-hmm. I should mention uh, what what well, yeah. What's your relationship with this franchise? And, and what wh- why did you think it would be good podcast fodder?
3: <laughs> well, I. I love eighties uh, horror movies, like all horror mm-hmm. movies, but especially eighties horror. And uh, when I, during the pandemic, I was reconnecting with my, you know, as a, as a kid, like I watched all the Jasons and mm-hmm. all the Freddies and all the Michaels and all the mm-hmm. Chuckies. And I just, I, I found myself just, you know, consuming franchises and, uh, I uh, my favorite is Friday the Thirteenth, and then I would go and yeah. listen to podcasts, and and that kind of calmed Ooh. me when I was having anxiety attacks. Was listening to you know your podcast and and uh, uh-huh. fell asleep listening to you many nights, and and, and and so as I was in your pajamas
1: uh, you got on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: and in my in my dreams you never let me talk, so. I'm but but mm. so at you know at the same time I've been going back and discovering movies that I missed like Terror Train and and an American Werewolf in London and all these great like eighties mm-hmm. horror movies that I didn't see in Sleepaway Camp it was always notorious and I did know about the twist in advance because I you know mm. that was was that spoiled for you the twist yeah uh, you, well you you continue and I'll I'll. Pick that up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I saw it, and I just was like, "I love this movie. It's it's. Can we swear on here? I forget. I'm, of I'm blanking now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's fucking <laughs> almost
1: exclusively. <laughs> it's
3: fucking bonkers. Like, and mm-hmm. and I love it. And yes, like it is problematic but it's it's problematic in many ways there's like a predatory <laughs> counselor uh, uh the mm. chef arty who's who's like in the opening in the first act he's looking at the the kids and he's like uh uh that's right what what does he say oh young fresh chicken where i come from <laughs> we call them baldies and it's just like yeah. there's so much like bonkers and problematic about the movie uh, uh, that like, like, yeah, I mean, yes, there is like a long history of, you know, transgender representation in media being negative, like we're, we're or or trans seeming people, like Mm -hmm, conflating mm -hmm. dressing as a different gender than what you were assigned biologically. And and that makes you crazy or a Mm -hmm. serial killer or a trickster. And and you know I said it in my coming out video, the cost of costumes plug, but uh, uh, you know
1: <laughs> Like in the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like Laverne Co- it's
3: a great video. Yeah, Laverne, thank you. And Laverne Cox's, uh, uh, I came here for compliments. Uh, but Laverne Cox's uh, documentary Disclosure does a great job of like recapping, you know, uh, uh, how mm-hmm. like you know either like silence of the lambs buffalo bill is it a trans character no mm. i think explicitly they say it's not a a, a trans but 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 he he's trans seeming you know like they're conflating mm. and and it's the same thing with this and i really you know you're you're both absolutely right like yeah it's it's yes. it's a problematic like twist ending and yeah but at the same time it's it's a child who's forced to live as as a gender mm. you could you could argue that it's not and and like I can't speak for all trans people, but like yeah, I love this movie, and mm. I love how bonkers mm. it is. You know, it's got it's so weird. Uh, and it, it's weird. It is weird. I agree. Yeah, it's very weird. It's a <laughs> weird tone. There's so mm. many weird moments. Like there's that really long baseball game, and 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 and, <laughs> and, and that interaction of the kids teasing each other. That's just like mm. uh, eat eat shit and die. <laughs> <laughs> A phrase
2: I did not know when as far back as the eighties. I thought that was a more oh, modern. People have been phrase.
1: eating shit and dying since the <laughs> Middle Ages. That's so
3: great. Eat shit and die, eat shit and live, Bill. Like that's such a and so I just it's yeah, I mean it does hit a little different these days in America where it, there's a lot of really awful transphobic legislation being passed in states uh, mm-hmm. preventing trans kids from getting life-saving care and just freaking yeah. out about bathrooms and trans athletes and there's a lot of fear and mm. ignorance but at the same time it's such an entertaining movie. <laughs> so it's like a little tiny turd in the punch bowl but overall sure thing, yeah. I love I love the movie and like when my friends had a home theater, uh, and and I I made them <laughs> I made them screen sleepway Camp and we just were dying laughing and we're having so much fun watching it and I've spoken yeah. for way too long so please jump in that's okay no, 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 this
1: is it's your dream to to get a chance to talk <laughs> we're,
3: just, <laughs> we're just letting your dreams come
1: I I, I do it's it's funny because I, yeah I did know the twist ending it's one of those it it's kind of it's. You know, it's outgrown the film, the The idea of this twist. It's mm. almost similar to, like, Planet of the Apes, but on a much smaller scale. And mm-hmm. it was, like, the only thing I knew about the film. Watching the film, I realized that I have known for years about the curling iron death Oh, scene.
3: yeah. Right. Best kill.
1: Yeah, that, that's another <laughs> one that, like, yes, yeah, supersedes the film. It's and kind of thing. But I've always wondered that it's, like, the reveal at the end Like, what is the context in which that's the twist at the end? And then watching the film, realising... It actually doesn't mean that much
2: what it what it is is it doesn't mean that much that Angela has a penis. what it is though is maybe the scariest image I've ever seen in mm-hmm. my life they so if you haven't seen the film and you want to not sleep tonight, google end of sleepaway <laughs> camp and i'm 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 not saying I'm not trying to be like cryptic here I'm saying literally the image on screen is angela doing this terrifying facial expression Mm. um there's two shots there's a close-up which is sort of treated almost like as a jump scare where she where she enters frame and then there's a wide shot where you see her naked and both of those shots um i know richard you were doing the research for this episode i had to google it because it was Mm. haunting my nightmares she's she's got like this facial expression that is like frozen somewhere between horror and glee
0: Mm.
2: um, and it pans back and it looks so unnatural and uncanny and I had heard of Sleepaway Camp probably yeah. somewhere in my life i'd probably heard of it somewhere um but it was when i was watching a james somerton uh video essay uh, i think two years ago about like uh queer representation in movies and horror movies i think specifically mm. and he just casually mentioned uh uh sleepaway camp and showed clips of this ending i like had never seen it before and i was like what the fuck is this film that's the like i thought i'd seen the scariest things in movies you know Mm. like in in my you know general knowledge of horror movies i'd i'd seen the alien and signs walk past the driveway you know like Mm. i thought i'd seen all the scariest things i could see but this just like really struck a chord with me and i i think about it quite a lot that that one shot of her face um and that was what stuck with me and yeah. w- going into watching this film, I was like, I'm really looking forward to to delving into this on the podcast.
3: It's a unidentified young man wearing a mm-hmm. mask of yeah. <laughs> Melissa mm. Rose, and yeah. and and then it, it's got this weird, like, really melodramatic music, Dah! and it's zooming in, mm. and then there's like this breathing, like, oh, oh,
2: oh. it's like animal <laughs> noises mm. or something. They over they overdo it and and but in a good way and I think because it's the eighties and the special effects are a little wonky yeah. it just adds to the soup of the whole thing yeah and it's so, so scary. yeah
1: as you mentioned there Lily yeah it is this thin young man wearing an Angela mask which I think <laughs> on the cl- on the close up it's actually her pulling that yeah. expression and then on the wide shot it's this like not quite human face which I think really adds to what mm. you're talking about aj that it is this uncanny valley thing but it's funny yeah Lily, that that's unidentified young man uh because yeah to this day no one knows who the guy standing in for for mm. that scene was he was uh apparently it was a college student who needed to get drunk before the scene no one knew who he was and to this day Still, no one knows.
2: I mean, that's the ideal result of a nervous nude scene, right? I'd do a nude scene if no one could ever tell it was me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we talk about Aunt Martha?
1: We absolutely mm. can.
3: She sucks. <laughs> She's she has the most bizarre. Line deliveries. Uh, Mm. Mm. Yes, and I got a whole bag. Oh, no, that (laughs) wouldn't do, would it? Like, she talks to herself and asides, and, and, and she's the one who... I guess forces Peter to be uh Angela, but I just mm. that scene with the actor is something that I show people to convince them to watch Sleepaway Camp and mm. it always works.
2: That's interesting, cause it's it's a it's, she's a character from a different movie.
3: <laughs> yeah. Almost if that was, if that was the only scene
2: you saw, you might think it's something some, some
3: whimsical, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, Tim yeah. Burton
2: esque horror movie.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah, but it's it's bizarre. Also the kills are creative, you know. Yeah. I, I Th- okay. Yeah. yeah so the we um
2: w- and, and getting entrenched in horror f- or slasher franchise culture as we do every now and then on this podcast the thing that like people who only do horror movies on their podcasts talk mm-hmm. about is always like the best kills mm-hmm. and like oh th- part two has the best kills or part three is the mm-hmm. best kills and i've always i found that out after i'd already seen a bunch of them and it was like interesting i feel like in any given Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the thirteenth movie, there are some great kills, but there's also plenty of just unnotable mm. ones that are mixed mixed in there. The the this franchise, I think every kill is super creative. Like every single one. And I think that's what sets it apart from from its 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 brothers and sisters in the in the uh Slasher franchise genre.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a, uh, a, a the the bee one, the beehive, mm-hmm. sticking it in the bathroom. And sure, he could have crawled out under the stall, but he didn't. And and it's too it, many it's bees. Hadn't seen and, that. Yeah, and also yeah. also
2: bees killed him, which is mm-hmm. I don't know if you know maybe we could have been provided with some context that he was allergic <laughs> to bees or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
3: they, they were him, really but. quick to point out like Judy judy's name wearing a shirt that says judy and uh <laughs> and meg is really aggressive i'm meg m e g meg we could have seen similar aggression for this guy's allergic to bees you know like <laughs> an allergic to bees shirt or something but
2: mm.
0: yeah
3: absolutely
2: <laughs> i actually think every character in every movie should wear a shirt which tells you <laughs> a little bit of exposition about the character this should be a, a new way to provide exposition for
1: audiences
3: yeah well you 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 <laughs> You and Richard are both wearing shirts right now that say your names. Bright pink shirts and, <laughs> and jean shorts. So
2: exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> Very
1: short jean
2: shorts.
3: <laughs>
2: As is tradition with sleepaway. Oh, <laughs> that's
3: what I love about the '80s. You you have all these mm. like ripped boys in like cut cut off shirts and. <laughs> Yeah. Short, short. <laughs> That's back when men were men. Because uh. <laughs> this film
1: doesn't actually have any female nudity from memory, but the the mm. ma- male outfits are very skimpy, and there's a there's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a a, the, a group of the the males go um go skinny dipping as well at one point and there's this whole behind the scenes story about how one of them didn't want to do it and then they said no no it's fine it'll be a closed set and then they didn't actually close the set so there was like locals just picnicking around watching (laughs) them film (laughs) and then so at the the end when it's when they get out of the pool and he like grabs his junk and Mm. says something to one of the girls he was supposed to be naked in that scene but after all that managed to convince the director to allow him to wear underwear i also (laughs) didn't mention it but this is this is written and directed by robert hill hiltzik and can either of you guess or if you don't already know what this has on rotten tomatoes
2: i think i know
3: (laughs) oh i've never looked this up i've never looked it up Mm. Uh also well it's it's horror in its eighties and, and critics hated it, I'm sure. <laughs> uh I'll say 13%.
1: 13%, AJ? It's
3: uh, I think it's in the 70s, isn't
1: it's it? It's 78%.
2: Yeah, that's really It's quite, high, it's, quite it's, it's higher than like fucking Friday the 13th. Mm. Like it's 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 quite a respectable Rotten Tomatoes score. And I think I think like I think that that twist ending is what does it. It's like a it's like a relatively competent movie that has like um, I don't know how to describe it. Like over time, I think appreciation for that twist ending has been described in different ways, maybe. But I think it just makes it really memorable, and and I think because of that, it it it's become sort of revered. Mm. One thing I found meantime.
1: really just idiosyncratic about this film is this like. So, so a lot of the film is Angela's more or less mute for most of the film. She, like, doesn't for I think at least the first like 25, 30 minutes doesn't say a single word. And mm. so, it's a lot of shots of like she's sitting down somewhere and people are talking at her. And then it cuts to a shot of her just like looking up, and she's got these like amazing like huge eyes. And mm. the, the shots of her like looking back at the people are always framed in such a strange way. Like, I don't know Mm. if you guys picked up on this, but I found it just so interesting that it'll be like, she'll be in like the bottom right hand corner of frame for some reason. And it just, it's one of those things that's just like, because, you know, you've got your, even subconsciously, you have your like movie watching brain of where a character is supposed to be framed in a shot and Mm. it's just slightly off. And even if hmm. it's subconscious, there's you you notice that there's something slightly off about Angela because of this. Yeah
0: yeah. Hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, sure. That's
1: it's very very, nice. very English class of me.
3: Yeah, it's def- it's a well crafted movie, and and hmm. and it does. There's something about the kids that reads authentic too. Yeah, you a know? lot of them like, were
1: actual kids well, you know under 18
2: well and and like compared to every other slasher we've watched where it's adults playing teens i felt like this really highlights how cheesy it can be to do the the dawson's creek technique of 30 year olds playing 15 year olds because everyone looks so young in this and you know there, there are other implications to that which are uncomfortable like there's a lot of touching and groping in it that would have i guess literally been teenagers doing that but uh, it's so it's so different to any other any of the other slashes i think we've watched and i don't know it's it's just really stuck with me i think because of that
3: yeah yeah and friday the 13th there's only only part six has children at the camp all the other yeah. movies and this came out in 1983 the same year as friday the 13th part 3 3d mm-hmm. and all, all the friday 13ths were like it was it's kind of weird actually. It's like it they all take place like during like this we're getting the camp ready for the yeah. kids, like during like that one. <laughs> yeah, true. And and in here and yeah, yeah. here like you get to see like the fun of the baseball and they're playing mm. football and and they get in like all of these and I, I will say one another reason I like this is there's never a like every scene is entertaining. It's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not like a slog and, and I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm endlessly entertained by Friday 13th (laughs) and stuff, but, but there is, there is, you know, it's more entertaining than like, I rewatched Troll 2 recently and it was like, it has fun bonkers stuff in it, but like, it's not consistent. And this is like consistently like that, you know, fun to watch with friends, you know? Mm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Alright, I think oh, I've got a couple of pieces of dumb IMDB trivia, and then I think we can move on to Slipwork Camp 2. But the dumb DB trivia is indb the internet movie database is user submitted its trivia section so uh, you end up getting it's, it doesn't seem to be reviewed in any way so you get a lot of dumb shit
2: <laughs> anyone can get in they'll let anyone
1: in so uh, both <laughs> this movie and friday the 13th part 3 inspired Al yankovic's song nature trail to hell both films feature the cutting up of campers and an ending you have to see to believe <laughs> hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the ending of friday the 13th is a lot more i think understated than the ending of the part, part three it's talking about oh okay what is even the ending of part three that's so unbelievable
3: oh of friday the 13th part three yeah uh yeah. that ends with Cause the second uh, one J-
1: has greets you through the window right or is hmm. it the third one
3: uh, no, that's the second one a uh, part three has uh jason gets an axe to the face and then they uh try to recreate the shock of the first one where it's jason's little boy corpse coming that's coming right. out of the water except it's his mother's corpse in the water which is perhaps yeah. a daydream but it, it's 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 weird. <laughs> I think it's. A it, it has dream. to be seen to be believed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well,
2: the, the ending of part three, I I remember feeling more confused by mm. than than blown away. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's it's yeah. And I'm glad they didn't keep trying to do that. But yeah, they all. I mean, it all goes <laughs> back to Carrie and and the the scare at the grave. You know, it, it's trying to end with a jumper. And uh, I don't know all if right. it's a jumper, but boy, does Sleepaway Camp one have a have a ending that sticks with you.
2: Mm, yeah i think i think the reason we're bringing this up in dumb imdb trivia though is the um authorial voice of being like seen to believe that's that's my least favorite kind of imdb trivia is when Mm -hmm. they're like injecting their own pizzazz into it just just tell me the facts i want them objective uh
1: and the well here's here's an objective fact now playing (laughs) podcast reviewed sleepaway camp the film received three recommends
2: that podcast would have submitted that piece of trivia. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we're one to talk when, um, yeah, e- every Barbie movie features Arsenal. <laughs> <and the children. laughs> so, yeah, five years later, we had uh, Sleepaway Camp Two: Unhappy Campers, nineteen eighty-eight. This one was directed by Michael A. Simpson, Michael A. Simpson, and what? What does this have with Rotten Tomatoes? And then we'll get to the plot.
2: Is this? Surprisingly high as well. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, like, maybe like 65.
3: I'll say 69.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh It has 50. Oh.
3: Still pretty, I, mean, I don't
2: know, that's respectable yeah. for a horror sequel.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, Lily, do you want to say what Nightmare Vacation 2 is about?
3: Wait, <laughs> Stop calling Why that? are you saying Nightmare Vacation?
1: <laughs> that, that's what it's called in the UK, the series. Oh, really? Mm.
3: Oh, jeez. Mm. I missed that earlier. I must Mm -hmm. have been looking at my own reflection and admiring (laughs) myself, and popped out of the. Missed that. Wow, that's uh, that's not a good uh, title because a vacation. I think like you're going to Disneyland or something. Um, Yeah, I can. I'll take a shot at the recap so uh oh now i feel like a now i probably sound like a kid who didn't do his book report and walking in (laughs) in front of the class but i've seen this movie many times and rewatched it again the other night so uh sleepaway camp two uh it's an it's years later it's a new it's a camp there's kids there's counselors uh, including one that looks a lot like Uncle Joey from from Full House, and <laughs> and it starts with them around a campfire telling scary stories, and one of them volunteers uh, the story of uh, Angela Baker, uh, what happened in the first movie, and then we see a young woman counselor comes up and interrupts them and gets mad, and then kills one of them, and and she's really chipper and has a one-liner and we discover that this is a you know it's the same character but played by a different actress uh instead of felissa rose it's pamela springsteen bruce springsteen's sister Mm -hmm. and and so then the rest of the movie unlike the first one the first one is kind of more like Friday the 13th in that it's a whodunit with the camera taking the POV of the killer. And in Sleepaway Camp 2, we basically, the whole movie is seeing a whole new crop of campers. These are older. There's a lot of boobs. And uh, they're a little bit <laughs> a older. Right,
2: in- increase of boobs in this
3: film. Yep, you gotta increase the boobs on the sequel. <laughs> and so they, uh, and so it, basically it's a bunch of kids. They're getting high, they're making out they're doing drugs and and Angela is killing them but this time it's 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 almost like a little bit of nightmare on elm street influence where she's like it's like the girl who's has a sassy mouth gets her tongue cut out and yeah. hmm. and like it's it's the girl who's like a leech Gets and, and 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 is like uh, shitty or whatever is dragged to an outhouse and shoved in the toilet and drowns mm. in it and has leeches on her face and so it's her killing all the campers and, and they have like an I don't know if it's the word ironic but they have like a death that kind of references. Mm their thing. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and and then so that goes on and on and and, and nobody notices cuz she she claims that she's just sending the kids home. I'm just <laughs> I'm just sending them home. And and really and again like Friday the 13th, Jason has a shack in the woods with like his mom's head on a shrine. She keeps their hmm. bodies in, in 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 her shack. And then there's a final girl, Molly. Uh, all the characters have names uh, inspired by the Brat Pack, which yeah. is something that I oh, wow. th- that I didn't notice on a watch, but I read online. <laughs> and and then you know it ends with she 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 kills everyone and gets away, <laughs> and that's the movie. <laughs> it's much more of a comedy. It's much more mm. of a comedy and, and it has like some fun meta moments with like some kids dressing up like Freddie and Jason types to mm. scare her and she comes out as Leatherface, who is like the OG who, you know, predates them and with the chainsaw. Mm. And so yeah, that's uh that's the movie. Mm. I would
2: like to um, say that I think that Sleepaway Camp Two has just as shocking of an ending as Sleepaway Camp One, but for a completely different reason. So the final moments of this film, for those who haven't seen it, is a, a, a slightly too long sequence where Angela is chasing the final girl, but she's not. She's not trying to kill her. She's trying to. She actually likes her, and she's trying to say, mm. "I'm not going to kill you. Don't worry." And, and ends up with with her. Um, she falls does she fall off a off a rock and and angela thinks she's dead and then she leaves but then this girl wakes up um and like goes to escape and then angela who's now killed everyone uh left at the camp um goes hitchhiking where she gets picked up by just a texas stereotype <laughs> <laughs> like just out of the blue it's just this this cowboy lady who's like going going like talking about manners and stuff and then angela kills her and then the the final girl who we thought was dead but is actually alive um, is hitchhiking and gets picked up by Angela now driving this car and the final line of the movie is Angela pops her head out wearing a, a cowboy hat and goes howdy partner and it's like why is that the end of the movie there's no like there's no cowboy subtext in anywhere else in the movie nor is there like this idea that Angela like adopts the traits of her killers it's so weird it's Mm -hmm. such a like couldn't think of an ending ending and i loved it
3: yeah yeah it it just uh just sort of ends uh but (laughs) it's uh it's got some it adds some great you know to me it's not as good as the first one because the first one has that Mm -hmm. indelible like topping of weirdness to it mm-hmm. but this one does it has the, uh, the i'm a happy camper song which yeah. is fantastic mm-hmm. i'm a happy camper <laughs> and and I, I do love this new take on angela where she just loves camp and she's so chipper mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she almost like freddie making these little lo- one-liners with each kill and uh uh it's just it's got some kind of clever stuff, too. like they do a panty raid, which we've seen before, and I don't understand the point of like I've never like like why are we but but like after the panty raid <laughs> I never That's I don't useless. get that like has anyone ever done this in real life, like raided? <laughs> Uh, and, and, but like, but what's like great in this movie is weird. they follow it with a jockstrap raid and again <laughs> right, yeah. i don't know who's wearing jock like who, ugh, but but like, it was the 80s <laughs> yeah it was i guess but like it's 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 clever to do you know the the, the girls get to do their jockstrap raid and <laughs> what is it one more line i want to say keep your morals strong and you'll never go wrong like it, it's it's mm. a fun movie
2: Mm. one line i really liked in this movie is at the start when they're around the campfire and they're they're sort of each telling bits and pieces of the angela baker story oh yeah Um, yeah and 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 this will bring up actually an important an important um development of the plot actually is um one of the guys so that they they one of them refers to angela as a she and then this kid's like it, it, Angela's a he And then this guy goes Not anymore He got a sex change <laughs> And our parents' taxes paid for it <laughs>
3: Crazy line Yeah, in case the viewers don't know Now I'll reveal I'm a trans woman And uh, w- uh, So just imagine uh, uh aj naked wearing a mask of my face and and the cameras <laughs> in. but like when i heard that line is and and all our taxes paid for it oh that sounds fantastic uh you know medical insurance pays for a lot you know a lot of uh trans healthcare. but boy that would be great if it was just all you know <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah and i think that an interesting development going forward is the addition to canon that angela got gender reaffirming search i guess it reaffirming the the first movie suggests uh as we we're saying before if you if you force someone to be the the gender they are not they in this case turn into a psychotic killer but then the sequels i was reading like i was reading like one of the commentators i was reading about it said like the sequels suggest that angela actually does identify as female and that it's just i guess luck of the draw that her auntie uh you know raised her as as a as a female because she yeah she does get surgery um is played by a cis woman and uh you know like that is going forward that is how she is represented and i thought that, that was interesting that the the um sort of transphobic elements they're not downplayed, but it's more like they're not putting they're not putting their money where their mouth is. Like <laughs> there's no more shots in future movies of Angela naked or anything like that, which is surprising in a way, because I would have thought if that's the like thing that the movie is saying is this devious, scary thing about the character. Um you know, we're not actually, sh- we just told it, we're not shown it. Not that I'm saying they should have shown it or that it should have been
1: devious. It's just like, if yeah.
3: you're going to
2: be
1: transphobic, just commit to
2: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they, they wisely don't d- dwell on it. Mm. Like mm. even in the first one, it's not, you know, it's at the end and there are these scenes mm. in there. And and at this one, it's in the beginning a little bit, but, but they wisely don't, don't dwell on it. Mm. And, and yeah, it's, it's blurry. Uh, it, mm. It's unclear. Like is, is uh, Angela trans or is she being forced to be a gender that she's not mm. inside? Uh, they don't, like, you. I guess you could argue it either way because they don't really dwell on that. Uh, mm. In the first one, it certainly seems like she's being forced. Because uh, mm. yeah, well, Angela yeah.
1: herself never really comments on it either.
3: Yeah, so. no, she just says, like, oh, I went through every shock therapy. I even saw a clergyman. Mm. Like, what are you talking okay. <laughs> about? I think I think as well
2: and and you see this a lot I think with um obviously media from this time period has a lot of uh offensive stuff that's like it's offensive because it's dated and now we know this isn't actually the very respectful or the way to talk about these things and you see a lot of um like queer celebration of these kinds of movies as well which is really interesting because it's like a a reclaiming of these things i mean i mean sleepaway camp in a lot of ways is a great example of that and i was wondering your opinion on this lily is like is there any clout or any um any enjoyment to the idea that in the hall of fame of serial killers from slasher movies, one of them is what we would now identify in 2022 as a trans woman. Is there any kind of like, is is that a good way to look at it or is that a terrible way to look at it?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said uh, again, like I can't speak for all trans people, but yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, it's nice to see a a female killer mm. in general because mm. i mean i guess like you have sure, yeah, you yeah. have uh the ring yeah, or one. the nun but there aren't a lot of like <laughs> you know it's most it's mostly boys it's you got the mm. uh, Leatherface and jason and freddie mm. and chucky and pin oh, i guess pinhead will now be played by of uh, mm. uh, a, a woman but but yeah oh, really the trans yeah be that to- it's like Anyway, that's a we can close that tab. That's not gonna <laughs> that's gonna take us off sleepaway camp. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna be like the HBO uh, reboot uh, TV right. series or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure, like it's it's cool. It's just like, and again, like I I love these movies. I make friends watch them, and we have a we have a ton of fun. But yeah, it it, it sometimes it, it if you look at what's going on. It, in the news and there's so much fear of trans people that's, mm. that's leading to hatred of us. And, and yeah, it's like what creates this fear is not understanding and being scared of us partially comes from media representations. So yeah, I mean, so I feel like a little conflicted, like, yeah, it's great. Let's yeah, yeah. have a, a trans killer. That's cool. You know, uh, if, if you love cosplaying as, as 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 these uh serial killers but on the other hand like you know it's like let's just be aware of 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 how if if we're only seen in the roles of Mm -hmm. of of killers and and negative stereotypes then if we're only seen doing that then that can lead to problems you know so it's it's Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah yeah
2: I think because it, it reminds me. I don't. This might have been a Patreon episode and not been on the actual episode itself. But um, obviously, the the very uh, famous sort of queer readings of um, Nightmare on Elm Street two, and we we watched mm-hmm. the documentary Scream Queen, um, which goes into the um the the story of the guy who played the the character, the main character in Nightmare on Elm Street two is coded as gay by the director and it negatively affected the actor's life basically
1: well not not by the director he, he had no idea oh he
2: had no
3: remember idea remember the director's he, like
2: right. why, why do people think my <laughs> yeah, movie's right. gay and it's like... oh
3: that's hard to believe i, I love i love a nightmare on elm street too, and and mm. all the gay stuff in it makes it even better if, to me
1: if you see the director or mm. talk about it it's like oh this Yeah, you you didn't mean to do this. This guy's a gun for hire. Eddie's Eddie's clueless about (laughs) it.
2: It's hard to believe, but it is hard to believe. (laughs) Um, And I think I think one of the things we talked about when talking about the, the the gay subtext in that film is like, if it is a comment on how, if if it's like from a gay perspective that's sort of making fun of those who are scared of this, then it is a pro-gay film but i don't think it is that i think it's the whoever was in charge of putting gay subtext in there is going like oh and this will scare people because being gay is scary
1: yeah well well, the the writer talked about how that was the scariest thing to teenage boys was that yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so yeah there was a great little uh (laughs) little powwow but we talked about the uh, the before that the this introduces more sort of comedic elements and this shot back to back with the third one did yeah, oh, really? introduce um, comedic elements. And Phyllis Rose, who played Angela in the first film was asked to return and she did a reading for it, but it just wasn't funny enough. Oh, <laughs> so... That's
2: so sad. It's not supposed to be a funny role, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she, she was also like preparing to attend college. So I think, you know, probably, you know, they could have, tried a, a bit harder to get her or to, to workshop, but she, I'm sure she wasn't mm. exactly fighting for the role. But uh, yeah, mm. that is funny as well that we talked, and again, we talked about the fact that there is a, like actual kids in these films and you have mm. a lot of female nudity in in this film, <laughs> but there's also a lot of minors on set. And so there's things nah, like yes. when, when one of the kids says "Uh, like, like party hats 12 o'clock he was supposed to Mm -hmm. say nice tits or something along those lines but they had to be like all right how can we what can we say where it's obvious he's talking about her boobs but it's still like appropriate for mine right
2: party hats well they do say that they're part of the tit patrol though (laughs) (laughs) that was that was the line of dialogue that played when my flatmate walked into the lounge (laughs) heard this kid claim to be part of the tit patrol (laughs)
3: Uh, Richard are you gonna now talk about the, the shit sisters how one of them was underage uh, no have you oh. have you got that yeah so one of uh, the shoat sisters who they call the shit sisters <laughs> and they're like always getting high so one of them was underage and couldn't be around uh, couldn't be like f- there for grizzly scenes hmm. so that's why like they're out in the woods partying and then they cut to one of the sisters waking up and she's already like, the other one's already a charred corpse. Right. And mm. and that's because they just couldn't have, because she was like just a little bit under underage or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's interesting.
3: The, the, this is sort of yeah. veering into dumb IMDb DB trivia as well, but it,
1: just because it most succinctly sort of tells the stories, but it has a little bit of dumbness in there. But the, the sex scene between Allie and Rob was actually with Valerie Hartman and an extra during shots showing her nude, because uh, the actor playing Rob was a minor, they show close-up of him in the movies, but they were shot separately. He wasn't present while Hartman and Nate Hartman was naked. He joked during an interview that he really wished he could have been there for that.
2: <laughs> but very funny joke. <laughs> it is it is
1: funny though that the idea of like you know you've you're big sex scene and you're like seventeen years old and like or 16 or whatever it's like nothing you would want more than to be on set and instead they just get a close up of you going like yeah 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 and then they're like cool we'll do do all the hot naked stuff later on (laughs) after you've gone to bed and um, a, a similar story since they started filming uh, Sleepaway Camp 3 on the same set right off this wrap some of the actors in Sleepaway Camp got 3 got to watch some of the final dailies from Sleepaway Camp 2 with the cast and crew Kyle Holman who played Snowboy in 3 said in an, in, said in an interview that he and Valerie Hartman started hanging out together soon after he arrived but he had no idea she'd filmed a nude scene in, in 2 mm-hmm. then her topless sex scene footage started which took him by surprise he said Hartman was very proud of it and had a huge grin on her face she told him she was very comfortable with her body and enjoyed showing it off which is one of the reasons why she was cast she also said that the director had wanted her fully nude but she only agreed to do it topless after watching the dailies and how great they looked she admitted she'd wish she'd gone full frontal or at least shown her ass holman joked saying he wished he'd had uh, he wished she had to
2: (laughs) every every like behind the scenes thing i'm hearing about this film and these films feels like it's veering so close to like you know problematic bad director bad response mm. you know poor responsibility taken for like what's going on but then it'll be like yeah they were minors and the characters had sex but it wasn't technically the, like it's yeah. so close to being like the
3: shit would get shut down
2: today but,
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the original title was sleepaway camp 2 unhappy baldies
2: no way <laughs> no i'm just kidding no, no, all right. not, <laughs> right. but, but you're absolutely you're absolutely right
3: aj because like i was re- uh, there's this great book that's like uh an uh, oral history mm. it's all in it's all in the words of the cast and crew of the friday the, th- the 13th movies they go through every movie and that's like a reoccurring thing that you see as directors being and and actresses be or, or actresses sharing it and being like yeah the director was like They didn't say anything about nudity at the audition, but then we're on the set and they're like, hey, you know, it'll really help the movie if you got in the shower naked and let us uh, record you and, and everyone is doing it. And then and they would feel pressured to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if that happened here. I don't know, but, but it, it certainly happened in in, in in the Friday franchise a yeah. few times. And, and some of them regretted doing it and some of them were like seemingly yeah. chill with it. But yeah, it, it happened.
1: Well, I guess you in Hollywood, you have to be seen to be chill with it because otherwise you get a reputation for being difficult to work with.
3: Yeah, I think uh, thankfully things are different today but uh, yeah in the yeah. 80s it was a into little...
1: well, intimacy coordinators and, and everything
2: mm. the i guess like i wonder if the fact that sleepaway camp as a franchise operates so much as like a reflection of these trendsetters like friday the 13th mm. i wonder if a lot of the stuff is understood going into it then like if you're going to star in sleepaway camp 2 and friday the 13th And and a few of its sequels are already out. Like you're probably at least going to have a context for what you're Mm. auditioning for. Maybe I don't know. That's me hoping for the best.
1: Yeah. A lot of I remember like uh, Friday the Thirteenth Five, the one that doesn't have Jason in it. They they said essentially like yeah we we shot a porno in the woods essentially. Yeah yeah yeah. There's just lots of drugs, (laughs) lots of fucking.
2: (laughs) Wow. Um,
1: there we go. Now I know the question on your lips before we uh move along to number three. What did Now Playing Podcast give this film? Yes, please. <laughs> it received one recommend and two not recommends. So a little bit down from, from the last one.
2: What is, I'm going to look up Now Playing Podcast.
3: I, I've listened to them, you know, they're fun. Oh, okay, okay. I should stop making okay, fun okay. of them. No, I mean, they're your competition. You've got to take them down. This oh,
1: is okay. all part of your plan, isn't it, Lily? <laughs> this is the world, by world domination you meant, an appearance on Now Playing Podcast.
3: <laughs> Every podcast. It's, it's odd that they're popping up on, that's not like trivia about, the movie it's like mm. who, who cares i mean you know? yeah can can we get like every unless it's like
2: something that specifically ties the podcast to the movie people need to stop doing trivia
0: like yeah, this yeah it's like oh here's some
3: <laughs> trivia uh my friend Alicia li- doesn't like it. Like that's not trivia.
2: <laughs> you are you are dangerously close to what actual dumb IMDb trivia can be. Yeah. Like, sometimes, though,
3: here's some trivia. I really farted while watching the movie. Like it's not, not trivia.
1: It's also not true. Shut up. <laughs> So, as I mentioned, filmed back-to-back with Sleepaway Camp 2, you have Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, or Nightmare Vacation 3 for our UK listeners.
2: (laughs) Very inclusive.
1: Yeah, like, you know, our UK listeners get in touch and they say... You don't read the alternate titles enough. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, this was again directed by Michael A. Simpson. And what does this have on Rotten Tomatoes?
2: Um, the Law of Diminishing Returns, I would say this has 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'll
3: say
1: 30%. It is 14. Whoa, that's
2: very low. Yeah. Wow.
1: So... Slippery Camp 3. Uh we're back to you now AJ I believe. Mm-hmm. This is one about?
2: Yeah, so this is um some time later after she escapes the the uh, one year after she escapes the the past camp, she joins another camp. Um and uh this one is supposed to be for like um Sort of juvenile, like delinquents, kind of like a a camp for for rough kids. No, no, it's not, isn't it? It's it's half rough kids, half posh kids. Mm-hmm. It's like a social experiment that they're <laughs> doing. What what happens when you mix posh kids with with um rough kids? Um, and uh, Angela joins this group, and um, I think her motivation in the second and and third film, um, which is really interesting, is she's very pious, and so she hates it's you know i mean that's that's slasher movie mm. classic right there like so whenever the characters have sex or swear or whatever she she um punishes them for it by killing them there's a sort of a southern belle in this film who uh uses the n-word a bunch of times um and is you know racist among other things um and when she's being strung up a flagpole by angela she's like why are you doing this and she's like because she's like because you're a slut and you do drugs <laughs> and you're racist
3: and it's like well one of those things yeah that's that's deserves to yeah, be punished you're a fornicator she says <laughs> yeah yeah fornicator <laughs> That's doesn't right. she yeah, end yeah. up by yeah. saying like and you're really nice or something <laughs> so, yeah, something yeah. like yeah. that um so
2: that that's sort of the the basics of it i guess the there is a plot machination in there that the policeman father of one of the kids she murdered in the second film um is like the policeman assigned to look after everyone um and he finds out who answer is, and then she just shoots him with a gun it ends with this one has a funny ending as well. It's not quite as shocking as the last two. <laughs> but it ends basically with, with all the characters that have been killed except for these two lovebirds, like a, a posh girl and a rough guy, who have had like sort of a lady in the tramp-esque romance bloom over the plot of the film. Um, and they're the last one's alive, and Angela um is actually tackled by the girl who stabs her a couple of times. Um and they she gets take Angela gets taken away in an ambulance um where she survives and kills the paramedics. Um but the, the 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 shocking part of this film I thought was that the guy when they're they're like waiting in the police car together, the two survivors, and she's she, like, you know, I'll move to Idaho. I'll I'll come over, I'll I'll take care of you. We get married. And then she's like, ah. Oh. I have a boyfriend back home, (laughs) and he's like, oh, okay. And that's the end. <laughs> no, like, I was like, oh, is he going to kill her now? Like, is there something that feeds into the story? Yeah. But it's, that's the strangest thing about all of these slashes, is, like, the plot lines they give all the character, the soon-to-be-dead characters, they never mean anything. And I'm mm. always, like, looking for more meaning in them. But Friday the 13th is real bad with this. You'll, like, get full-on love triangles that just don't end up getting a resolution. Yeah, yeah.
3: They get killed. Yeah, or, like, I've come around to really enjoy... Friday 13th part five because so much of the movie is just here's a new character introduce them and then five minutes later they're dead and it just just (laughs) just continues happening over and over it's like get to know this person goodbye now get to know this person Mm. and uh, yeah so so yeah so I I do enjoy uh, some of these characters i i love the i mean the, this does what sequels should do which is here's the same thing again but a bit different yeah. and and i like the the upper class lower class skirm you know and i like that there's a cop mm. there like someone who is is a threat mm. to to angela um so, yeah, so yeah. those elements i think i think are really good and 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 there is, there is some good creative kills it's not quite as good as 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 two it, it just sure. seems a little lacking in energy a little bit but but mm. but it is it does have oh the lawnmower kill when they kill lily yeah, uh the, the character lily uh oh my god <laughs> buried in the ground she's buried alive with her head sticking out and then she goes mm. and gets the lawnmower oh i love <laughs> that
0: <laughs> and, and runs it over her head oh that was great yeah
2: Yeah. it is great yeah
1: yeah, yeah this one I, I i probably kind of have the least to say you guys, we've kind of, like you say, it's it's just this. It's the second one again. It's, it's the same Angela doing mm. the same kills and having the same kind of attitude. It's yeah, it's good fun. I I came to quite like Pamela Springsteen as Angela. Mm. And I wonder if that's like a you know sacrilegious thing to say in sleepaway camp circles, but yeah, I th- I thought she was great in these two films, and I I just had so much fun watching her, it. and it's that the the glee she she feels, <laughs> just like it's mm. you know oh boy here I go killing again, and I y- yeah it is it is fun to just watch a serial killer like more like um Freddy Kruger than than Jason obviously where it's Mm. Just someone having fun.
2: Yeah, I guess and like in comparing the two portrayals of the character, I mean they're so different. They're yeah. so astronomically different interpretations that that I don't know. Yeah, I wonder, Lily, do you know is it sacrilege to say you preferred one over the other or is there love for both?
3: Well, it's inter- it's interesting. I mean, I, I like them both. I, I I have friends who prefer sleepaway camp two and three. To the first Mm -hmm. one because they they really like pamela springsteen's chipper upbeat vibe and uh Mm -hmm. felissa rose i think like a a lot of people love her and because she's if you see interviews with her at cons and stuff she's so just she loves the movies and she's so like fun and cool and just a charming person and so i think there's a lot of love for her that comes out of the fan con because in in the first movie she's Mm -hmm. great but she, it's, she's like de- demure and quiet, and has that moony stare. Mm. And uh, the Angela version is is more fun. You know, it's almost mm. you know, yeah. So it's it's different takes on it, and it's kind of I think they're both great in, in their own way. But but yeah, mm. it is there is something fun about seeing the killer and they're chirpy and upbeat, and they have a one liner <laughs> yeah. instead of the killer being kind of like a POV. The cameras in mm-hmm. the POV, and it's a whodunit, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it's, it's, we, you almost get two completely different franchises within. Mm. Yeah,
3: this and they, franchise. they shot two and three back to back, and mm. uh, I believe it was like six weeks for both. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and one thing that w- w- I think we forgot to mention for Sleepaway Camp 2 is there's that montage of the all the kills we just saw in the movie yeah. that we're watching <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, yeah it's a dream <laughs> sequence <laughs> hey remember that movie we're watching right now uh just mm. just yeah. to, just to get it up, up to 80 minutes and and so this yeah. one simply mm. camp 3 it doesn't have that it doesn't have uh that montage like j- mm. just showing us stuff we've already seen which is which is nice but the rest of the movie is is just just a little bit I think lacking a little compared to the previous one, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one thing that two
2: and three um, get away with better than, than one is that um, I don't know how much experience you guys have had with like being like in charge of something like a sleepaway camp or a youth group or something. But if one kid dies, the camp's over. Like everyone's Mm. getting sent home, you know, and in sleepaway camp one, like, Every death is probably what ten deaths in that movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably half of them are made publicized <laughs> yeah. before the the last five happen. Um, whereas in the, the the second two, they cover it up so no one knows. Mm-hmm. And in this, this second one, it's so cheeky how it's like, oh yeah, I just sent them home, and everyone's yeah, getting But it home.
1: also is like because they're going for something more comedic in two and three as yeah, well. You yeah. can get away with like that's the that's almost the joke of it is that yeah everyone yeah. keeps dying and they just go oh well like and move yeah. along yeah
3: and in the third one they separate they they separate them into groups yeah yeah they separate
2: them into groups and Angela basically just flips back and forth between each group and is like oh so and so wanted you at this group and then she'll walk away with that character and kill them and yeah. I was just like this is so funny this is so funny to like like yeah. it, it's it's so it feels like you're watching like um it's like an entertaining version of like watching paint dry because you're just you're just watching the inevitable quite slowly pan out. Well,
0: it, and it,
1: it's- <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of like it is one of those things because it's his, I I knew or I I like read about these films that it's like Year Two and Three introduce comedic elements and it's not like there are sort of one liners a little hmm. bit but not to the degree of of like Freddy Krueger and. Yeah, it is like I just the, the idea of the film and the atmosphere of the film is so funny that it's just this woman just gleefully mm-hmm. but like and, and and not even like in the sort of like it's it's not even like a really maniacal glee it's just mm. she's just having a good time and it's <laughs> it's good wholesome fun. Yep. she just happens to be murdering all these kids.
3: They do bring back the predator element mm. in in three with Herman like yeah one of the camp counselors is well i guess i shouldn't say but it is isn't it because it's because it's kind of like the first one where they had like the i think it was mal in the first one where it's like a young one of the young woman counselors who's into this super old guy and it's just inexplicable and they do that they Mm. do that in three (laughs) Mm. and uh yeah that's that's a little uh at least they get killed before they
2: can do anything yeah yeah. Um, you know, too well, they already go too far, but but yeah. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I would still I would comfortably still call that predatory. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to see it. And and
3: that guy yeah, yeah. It's uh, the very bizarre acting that character. Um mm. but yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, yeah, unless it's because two and three are so you know, part of two two like, path of, of a thing, I think we can move on unless there's any real major thoughts mhm mhm
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
1: sounds good so uh the some to trivia here <laughs> this, this one's very clearly just from someone very um With a chip on their shoulder. Uh, When Angela imagines a speech she made to the campus from the previous year, she misquotes Sally Field's second Oscar Oscar speech in which she actually said, I can't deny the fact that you like me right now, you like me. Field herself was making a humorous reference to dialogue from her role in a film she won her first Oscars for, Normal Ray, but many people miss the connection. She even later parodied herself when she delivered the line in a Charles Schwab commercial. I like that they don't tell you the line that Angel says, obviously, <laughs> that you like me, you really, really like me. Mm-hmm. But th- this is clearly just someone who's so fed up with people not understanding the connection to Norma Ray <laughs> and <laughs> the fact that it's a misquote. Um, mm. Yeah, that's very from yeah. So Sally is-
3: Field herself. She was. Very
0: <laughs> upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, the- oh uh, but uh, and then when when the fire kill and then she pulls out a branch and like a s'more and <laughs> she's going <laughs> <laughs> i just had to mention that uh, <laughs> go back that to place. go back to imdb trivia please
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is like three pieces like one in a row uh, like in a row from each other so this is kashina kessler's debut next one mm-hmm. kim wall's debut and the last mm-hmm. one, Stacy Lambert's only role in nude scenes.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: Like pointed this. Someone
2: the- looked that. Someone looked her
3: up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they saw her in this movie. and Was like, I wonder if she's in anything is, else. Is is one of the trivia items that all the rap in this movie was picked out by people who have no idea what rap sounds like <laughs> at the time. Like, like I, I was dying laughing at how they had. One of the characters who who's, uh listening to this music that's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like this Sonic the Hedgehog to Green Hill Zone, like, cynthia dis- and it's like, this is, they shot this in 88, like, that's when NWA straight out of Compton was coming out, and mm. Public Enemy, it takes a nation of millions. and and BDP and Eric B like it's not even Run DMC was it was tougher than leather it was like it wasn't sounding like i guess they couldn't afford but it, it was like so funny to see somebody like rocking out to this like <laughs> wiggles circus music like <laughs> i don't know so i'm sorry i'm interrupting again no it's no. fine more MDB trivia no
1: <laughs> does anyone want to guess what now playing podcast gave this
2: <laughs> i'm going to say one recommend
3: two not recommends Mm. oh those persnickety grumps i'll say they all don't (laughs) recommend it
1: uh lily you're correct three not recommends
2: i think these three movies the first one is better i think two and three are pretty indistinguishable in terms of quality
1: yeah yeah i I agree
2: yeah i think two's
3: a little two's a little better Two as the edge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, So we now get to the sort of the weird part where. um, (laughs) The crossroads. The crossroads. So after Sleepaway Camp 3 in 1989, production went uh, ahead for a fourth film entitled Sleepaway Camp 4 The Survivor.
0: Mm.
1: But we'll get to that in a moment uh, but first oh. we have returned to sleep away camp which came out in 2008 and this mm-hmm. was again written directed by robert hiltzik who did the first film it does not yeah. have a critic score on rotten tomatoes
2: oh is it that obscure my god i didn't know <laughs> uh
1: yeah and uh yeah, but, but, but instead of Ron Tomatoes, let's guess what Now Playing Podcast gave this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
1: mean, I, maybe they gave it not
2: recommends, but I've got some, some stuff to say about this film that... Might fly in the face of its of what I thought might be a low critic score, but not existing one.
3: well, I will say I've listened to the now playing cast, and I even I don't agree with them, especially on Sleepaway Camp as it seems. But uh, I don't even if I don't agree with them, they do that. Their film, they're film enthusiasts, and they make good points, and you know they mm. got a good crew. Uh, I would say it's 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 going to be no recommendations again.
1: Uh, one recommend and two not recommend according oh, to IMDb, okay. at least. Uh, so, yes, Lily, back to you. What is Return to Sleepaway Camp about?
3: Okay. Sleep- Return to Sleepaway Camp is, well, first of all, it was so impossible to find this movie. Like, in at least in the US, <laughs> it's not streaming on anything. And mm-hmm. you can't- it,
2: It's actually
3: on YouTube for free. Is it? That's how we watched all yeah. of these films. Oh, right. well, I watched it on a sketchy Russian website, with like uh-huh. a bunch of ads popped up, and <laughs> hey, welcome to film franchise porn
2: nights. My my computer is virus riddled because of this exact problem.
3: Oh yeah, uh, a lot of strange deposits uh, going to Eastern Europe <laughs> from my savings account, uh, but it's okay. But but no, it's like I had to. I didn't know it was on YouTube, but like I it, it I, I looked on the Just Watch app, and it was nowhere. And you couldn't even mm. rent it, and it wasn't even on Tubi. Not even on Tubi. <laughs> Uh So anyway, it was I, I watched it on a sketchy site, but I but I found it. Uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp is f- is is written, I believe, written it's at, at least directed by the director of the original. Mm-hmm. Written under oh, record. really? Okay. Yeah, and it ignores in kind of in a contemporary way. It's like the trend now to do this, but it ignores Sleepaway Camp two and three, and oh. uh, just. Uh, Picks up twenty years after the first one, and they actually did shoot this movie in in two thousand three, but it, did, it didn't come out yeah. until really? two thousand eight. Oh my god! Yeah,
2: what the? Oh, I guess two thousand. I was thinking two thousand twelve, but that's that's the the other one. Uh huh.
3: Uh huh. So it it's it starts off with this uh awful opening song. Uh, this terrible Ots rock, and we're mm-hmm. seeing newspaper clippings describing the original uh, massacre at Camp Arawak. And then we go to Camp Manabe, Man, I mean, I was amused by the na- the new name of the camp, Manabe, Man a B, mm-hmm. A Angela, man a B. So anyway, mm-hmm. we need a new generation of Ots kids. And it's all about Alan. This this uh, oh, this this character who's <laughs> very obnoxious. He's bullied and he bullies others, and he's just. Uh, I, I mean, it it did make me think about. There's always that kid who has Mm -hmm. you know that everyone picks on in in camp or in school growing up and they maybe their clothes aren't as nice as everyone else's and but he's just not a very likable character and uh he's he's just uh like his catchphrase is your ass stinks he says it so many times times, and i mean we went from like eat shit and live bill like that's a great (laughs) that's legit great that's a great line Mm. that's good writing that's funny to your ass stinks and it's like yeah your ass stinks how are people even offended like of course poop comes out of there it stinks (laughs) you know it's yeah it's it's, right you're right alan (laughs) my ass does stink i guess i don't know maybe it's playing off your shit doesn't stink anyway so it's Mm. it's basically alan is introduced and everyone picks on him and it's to More make him so. up to be a red herring you know like and then the murders yeah. start happening and of course he's the one with all of the enemies and um and so the movie plays out similar to the other movies except uh like similar to the first one it brings back the who done it. so the killer is it, we see a pov and we see like the mm-hmm. killer's feet and hands and 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 uh uh there's a lot of really creative kills like this this movie mm. It's really hard to for me I'm opinionating now uh it, it's it's hard to watch the scenes in between the kills because there's so much shouting and just aggression mm-hmm. and and there's it's such an obnoxious Yeah movie. it's so such an obnoxious <laughs> But like there's some really creative kills that that surprised me. And so uh and, and then a couple of the original actors come back. The guy who plays Counselor Ronnie uh is back and still a counselor. <laughs> what a turn his life has has taken that he's still a counselor at this camp. And then uh we see Ricky, uh, the actor who played Ricky in the first one, who is Angela's of. Uh, mm-hmm. Cousin, brother, whatever. Cousin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so they they pop up, and then there's like a new cop character who uh, speaks through a vocoder, and that was kind of a trope at the time. Like there was that South Park character that spoke in the vocoder. That's kind of a trope at the time. This Hmm. was made to kind of do that. And then, so it all, people die, people die, people die, and then it ends with the reveal that the killer wasn't Alan, and the killer was actually, dun-dun-dun, Angela in disguise as the cop. And uh, uh, is it the sheriff or the cop? The sheriff. It's the sheriff. It's the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's the sheriff. It's actually Angela, and she does a crazy laugh and again
1: played by felissa rose again
3: played by felissa rose yes thank you yeah yeah she's clearly
2: trying to replicate that terrifying image from the end of the first one but i think because that was partially an accident it's nowhere near as gripping i didn't think yeah Yeah. and
3: they don't do that freeze frame and musical cue but but i like seeing her back and you know
2: Mm. I like, yeah. And then there's a post credit scene, which I thought was one of the weirdest post credit <laughs> scenes I've ever seen. It's just a, a A car broken down on the highway, a cop stops to help out, and then the person whose car broke down kills the cop, turns around, and it's Angela. But it's like, why any
3: of this? Oh, well. Why? What is this going for? Oh, I think, it's uh, so strange. Richard, do you want to tell him why? <laughs> you can. Uh, you don't know you you don't don't fucking know know why richard you don't know um it's uh uh it it, that's the sheriff who she replaced oh
2: Hmm. of course it
3: is
1: yeah it's it's supposed to be her having just escaped
2: ah i didn't i thought this was chronologically what happened next and i was like okay all right now that does make a little more sense i don't know why it probably didn't need to be included, and even weirder to include it as a post-credits. Yeah, song. what is this? A Marvel yeah.
3: movie? Like we have a <laughs> <laughs> the Sleepaway Camp Extend Cinematic Universe, the the yeah, SCEU. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this film
1: contains one of the most like baffling cameos I've ever seen in a film. That, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Isaac Hayes reprises his role. From South Park as chef. So like, there's
2: two South Park references. one's a little more oblique yeah, than the other. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, yeah, Isaac Hayes, um, dressed as Chef, who had already been killed off the TV show and like left on bad terms, um reprises his role in, in
3: all, but was
2: this yeah. filmed it was filmed 2000?
1: before he left uh, South Park, oh i was
3: wondering that it was a scientology after. episode that that uh, he split yeah. ways it, it came Park, out yeah. like yeah,
1: yeah. uh it, this film came out just after he died
3: yeah because right. I, I heard his voice and, and here's my I, I didn't know that until the credits rolled because like i remember the first sleepaway camp and again we forgot to mention this it's okay uh uh james earl jones's dad Is, is, is the, what was his position in it? The chef or whatever? That's, that's, uh, it's an Earl Jones. Oh, right, yeah, like the
2: the chef assistant. Yeah,
3: and you can kind of hear it in his voice. He doesn't quite have, like, he has a vocal similarity to his son, James Earl Jones. And, And so I thought, like, oh, maybe they have this guy with a deep voice, uh... Because that's kind of like a reference to the original. And then I had a thought like, wait, is that kind of sounds like Chef from the old South Parks? And then I was like, oh, no, it can't be. It can't be Isaac Hayes. And and it was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's very strange, especially because the character disappears after. Yeah. Yeah the first quarter of the film and isn't seen in the rest of it at all um yeah very strange that this was even put into the movie i don't understand do did did like the south park guys have to give permission or anything like that to i don't know it's so the... weird it's so strange <laughs> yeah. i guess it's it's dis- it's legally distinct maybe because yeah. the chef
1: yeah but like yeah because like wikipedia calls it like he has a cameo as his south park character chef Mm. yeah and it's that's like, how not it do you see no that he's happen?
3: the chef and but he is wearing like i think a similar outfit but
1: oh, yeah he's playing a chef who's dressed like the chef yeah yeah,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. um i kind of loved this movie yes, in a weird fucked up sort of way and when it first started i was i was i was reflecting as it first started on how surprisingly like at at the very worst consistent the rest of the series had been Mm. and how like this is far more consistent in terms of quality than friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street or halloween my god like Mm. I disagree oh you know like like there are more movies and there are probably i would say there are plenty of movies in those franchises that are better than any of the sleepaway camp movies but this has less up and downs i
3: think Mm. up to this point
2: up to this point Night,
3: nightmare nightmare has some hard misses but friday i think is consistently i guess friday is consistent that. as yeah, well i think no Friday's no you're right consistent. actually now that i'm
2: thinking about it though like i guess yeah yeah so i was thinking about it and then this one started i was like okay this is gonna be the cheap one that sucks mm. but then as it went on i was like I'm kind of like into this and I kind of liked how everyone sucks. I kind of (laughs) liked how, how annoying Alan was and more so than any of the other, um, sleepaway camp movies. Um, this one reminded me of what it was like to be a youth leader at, Christian And stuff, mm-hmm. and there's that one kid who you don't even like. You don't even <laughs> like him. He deserves to get bullied. And yet you have to be the one that, that stands up for him. And it's like the whole movie, I'm just like, change your shirt, Alan. He's like yeah. wearing like this, like loose white shirt that has stains all over it. He's yeah. just horrendous. He's horrible to listen to. And at some point that changed to me really enjoying the character because of how horrible everything around the movie was. And Richard, I sent you at the time just some of the insurgents. Insults that were delivered in this film because I thought some top tier 2008 insults. Oh, really? Um, So at one point, um, Alan is tricked into smoking cow shit (laughs) out of a joint, um, and he's on his knees. I think he's coughing or spluttering. um, He's on his knees in front of a character who is named Weed and Mm. is a stoner.
0: (laughs)
1: Well, he's nicknamed Weed. It's not. It's not his birth name. (laughs) <laughs>
2: okay is that explicitly made clear or are you assuming
1: <laughs> uh his name's uh terry he's nicknamed oh
2: bald. okay fair enough still like a pretty piss poor nickname <laughs> you <stone laughs> a friend, you're gonna nickname them weed but anyway some other guys walk in and they're like oh it looks like alan's giving weed a blowjob. and then for the rest of the movie they call him blowjob. Yep. that's his nickname and like they like chant it <laughs> to like torment him blow and i just
0: thought i was <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and i was like you know what in the right context, Blowjob's not that bad of a nickname. No, it sounds like, <laughs> like one of the jackass
3: guys could be named Blowjob. Yeah, yeah, you know? right,
2: exactly. Um, so I loved that. Um, oh, well, there's, there's, one there's line- a missed
3: opportunity for a line. It, like, after mm-hmm. he smokes the shit, somebody should have said, smoke shit and live, Alan. <laughs> oh,
2: that's great. They should have said
3: that. Yeah, and by, and, and by the way, AJ, you are the Alan of this podcast. <laughs> thank you so much (laughs) Um, so some of the some of the
2: insults I liked in this movie were um, so we've mentioned already uh, your ass stinks which he yells ad nauseum I also liked uh, kiss my ass sick boy I liked hey blowjobs here I liked uh, just everyone yelling Alan whenever he does something Um, I liked, uh, screw you, you ugly whore. (laughs) You're a fucking bitch, Linda, you know that? (laughs) It's so funny. Everyone in this movie is just ragging on each other the whole time. Your ass stinks. Cut it out, Alan. Alan, behave yourself or I'm going to have to ask you to leave the line. (laughs) And then I think the best one in this movie was, uh, way to go, penis lips. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like it's It's just so this movie is so filthy and grimy and uncomfortable because of how obnoxious all the are but i kind of just started to get really into that and i think upon reflection this actually might be my second favorite oh. after the first one well I, yeah. I love that you
3: love it you know we can we can disagree <laughs> and still be pals richard yeah, what, did what did you think what did you think i
1: i liked this one too i <laughs> yeah i I would say, like, we talked about, you know, that, that AJ, you and I have never been, like, big into, you know, like, oh, the, the kills are, are incredible. Mm. This might have my favorite kill I've ever seen in a Slasher film. And there's, like, two mm. back-to-back. So, there's- the, one of the guys is, like, tied to a tree and then has fishing line wrapped around his penis and- you know, then the other end is, is, he can't see where the other end is. And then we see it gets tied to the back of this truck. And then the killer chases his love interest away and she tries to drive away. And then the car won't start. So we we're, you, the whole time it's this back and forth of like, is his penis going to get ripped off? Mm-hmm. And then he gets away like just enough to get rid of the slack in the fishing line. And then- the car gets stuck in the mud and it's like yeah. the whole way it's dragged out. It's like, this is actually really good it's suspense. tension building. It's, it's suspense. suspense. It's yeah. also like, it's a great comedic beat. And then right after that. I think that, as
2: well, sorry, the, the yeah. part of the reason why I think you'll we found such great kills in a quite, uh, let's say seldom discussed <laughs> slasher movie mm. is because when you have this, when you make this kind of movie, movie, that's like, super gross and sexual mm. and obnoxious you you have almost the like mindset to go more depraved than yeah. a movie that's operating slightly above it would and so you get these really creative ideas and like yeah that.
3: yeah i i loved the guy tied to the tree and then the fishing line rips off his dick loved it so, mm. some other kills that i loved the guy who's uh has the the parrot and then his head is in the <laughs> bird cage and, and it's like they use that as like a I think a medieval torture device back in the day, Mm. but they Mm. they put rats in and closed the cage and uh, that was great. And oh, I think my favorite was, I think it was uh, the kid nicknamed Weed. They, (laughs) that that one of the first kills in in the movie, uh, she sticks a a tube, the killer sticks a tube (laughs) down his throat, pumps him full of gasoline, mm. pulls it out, puts, like, tape over his mouth that says drugs are for dummies, and then, <laughs> then, then, then somehow puts a joint in his taped mouth, and then he sets on fire and explodes. And I just gig- <laughs> I just giggled with yeah. glee. Uh, oh, and then the bed, the bed of nails. The, the, oh, so good. Oh, the rafter. Yeah, yeah. The killer's on the rafter, and then there's a girl in the bottom bunk lying on her back and she looks up and sees the bottom of of the top bunk is all nails and then the killer leaps from the rafter onto the <laughs> bed smashes her it's like a looney tunes like yeah. it's like a cart i mm. loved it um i also tale.
1: i love the one that uh one of the one of the guys is sitting there reading a, a dirty magazine and this through a hole in the ground this sharpened broomstick
0: oh, shoots yeah. up from a
1: hole in the ground and then he, he like there's the shot he puts his eye right on the hole <laughs> and looks in and then you see the the sharpened broomstick on the floor and then like underneath the, the, the floorboards and then he calls his friend in. And he's like, no, there's something sharp down there. It just came up. Look. And then cut to a shot of his <laughs> eye looking through the hole. And he's like, oh, yeah, I see it. And he goes, yeah, it's still there, right? Cut to his eye looking through the <laughs> hole. And then they go, oh, no, like, be careful. Something's going to come out. He goes, no, no, I can see it. It's still there. Looks through the hole. And it just keeps happening. And then eventually, <laughs> bam, it happens. It um, the, the, the comes through the hole and kills him. But it's like, that's just such, like, good comedic suspenseful storytelling there's yeah, yeah. The, the the new scream film did a similar thing where there's mm. like it, it uses what you know of horror movies yeah opening to, the to doors with, with opening the, black the doors and, the and covering yeah, the frame yeah. and mm-hmm. it happens like six times in the same scene and it's it's so good and yeah. it's it's like that might be that might be my like because that comes immediately after the 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 dick rip <laughs> scene mm-hmm. and that's like just the one two of those two kills. That was when I was like, Yeah, I'm on board with this. Yeah. <laughs> is
2: is Angela Baker the most resourceful of all the eighties slasher icons? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: because I feel like she she's just so creative. Like in real life, serial killers often have an M.O. Right? So mm-hmm. like the people are killed in maybe one or two ways from one serial killer. But in these movies, every death is just like she's taking no. her
3: time to plan them out individually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like Jason, he just when Jason kills, he just uses whatever is handy and fast, and and he does mm. kind of at the end of the movie he he, he'll hang all the bodies up in some collage or whatever but that's like his mo and then michael myers he's more He's like artistic with it. He'll he'll do like a a tableau and he'll arrange things. And Freddie is like kind of ironic. Like he kills you mm. with the thing that you that you love and then makes a smart ass line to like really rub yeah, it yeah. in. So the Angela, she is like almost like a combination of these things where where she's mm. like it's like, what's his thing? He smokes weed. Uh, so I'm gonna kill him with a joint. And what's his thing? He's like an aggro. Mm male so I'll rip off his dick uh, so yeah she <laughs> yeah, is yeah. she is very she's more resourceful she well arguably more more creatively resourceful than than Jason he's yeah yeah. yeah. yeah
2: and no superpowers either it's all on yeah
3: her own. yeah oh and i love it is it is clever that did you that, that she's in disguise as the sheriff because in mm. the first one it's you think you think uh, it has that scooby-doo quality like oh mm. it's actually mm. this person and, and also she's now like a woman playing a man like an inverse mm. yeah that yeah. that's
2: that's i think is like part of the kind of poetry yeah. that they're going for right is that now she's the the revealer she's actually a woman Woman. did it surprise yeah. you uh no gonna, because yeah. the, the sheriff was wearing a fake nose and there's something clearly disguised about him oh, the whole okay. movie and i was like something is happening
1: about here. halfway through i realized and was like oh of course like yeah <laughs> yeah did, did it surprise
3: you I had it spoiled for me because I had gone and read. But, like, Mm. it is a pretty- But I wonder- I don't know if I would have gotten it, you know? Because the disguise was- (laughs) You compare that to the first sleepaway camp where there's that cop with the mustache and then- Mm. Oh, so bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's a real mustache at the beginning of the movie and yeah. then in like the third act they have him on and it's like a fake mustache because the actor's shaved and it looks so fake
0: it's actually
3: like <laughs> you
1: would get from a two dollar shop. yeah like, it's, it's so and bad. it's
3: like jarring yeah it's like something children would make it's not even the same color it's so so like her makeup it looks like pretty good it looks like they spent a lot of time uh With her trying to pull it off, but but I don't know mm. if I would have suspected it or not. I can be kind of naive watching movies where I'll <laughs> won't you know I don't know I don't know. Yeah, because
1: it's interesting as well. So Lily, you'd like been a fan and seen the first three a few times, but this was your first time watching Return and Four, is that right?
3: Yeah, yeah. This is I I had seen the previous three like twice each and yeah. had never seen this one, but it, it was on my list. But I was hesitant because of the big gap between mm. in time. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. How did you feel about
3: You know, I, I, I like them one the best, then two, then three, then four. Like the kills I liked. It's just, uh, oh, Alan is so obnoxious. So I, I, annoying. I think they, I, <laughs> I think if they took down his energy from like a, t- an eleven to like a seven or something. And hmm.
2: like I did st- no no because then then just don't make the movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, like the, Alan's, the ha- Alan's the heart of the whole piece. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard when every scene is like, oh, I hate you, oh, I hate oh, you, and, you know. Just so annoying. Your it ass felt, stinks! It
2: felt, your <laughs> ass stinks! It felt so strangely realistic because of that. Yeah. And I just sort of, sort of fell in love with the absurdity of it, I guess. Maybe that's just because I'm yeah. the Alan of the podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs>
3: you know what? I, I would rewatch this one, you know. It, mm, it's, yeah. I, I'm not saying, like, I... I dislike it you know i think it's i don't it's not as good as the previous ones but the kills are great and mm. i i think like to sit with other people and watch them take in alan it it mm. it, it it would be fun so it's, I don't it's an interesting it.
2: experience yeah. watching a movie where you fucking hate every character <laughs> And (laughs) that seems to be the narrative intent as well. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen a movie like that before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Did you like seeing uh, Counselor Ronnie and Ricky again?
2: Um, I didn't remember Counselor Ronnie, but when Ricky showed up, I was like, wow, that actor looks so different. They didn't need to
3: cast. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was your first hint. I think that this was made in 2003. Ricky has that m&m look that was sweeping
0: yeah
1: the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is return to sleepaway camp um so yeah the one recommended two not recommends back to the this sort of weird thing that is sleepaway camp for the survivor so this what happened I'm sure you've been what, wondering this. What
2: happened? Because how is this part of the franchise? This this is also the second movie we've watched for film franchise fortnights within a year that is this thing, this specific template. Mm. Because um, Eve, the first Evangelion movie we watched is the same thing as this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so it's... Oh God. So this film is... In 1992, they started making a fourth Sleepaway Camp movie and they got like a day, a week into production and the company went bankrupt. So they shut down the film. And then in 2002, the film was completed using archive footage from the first three films and given a DVD release where they like just released the half hour of footage shot on the first day. And so it's just mm-hmm. like raw footage. And then in 2012, they I think was when they actually like made a movie, being like, "Yeah, we made a fourth movie." Like we, it's it's so seamless, <laughs> like we finished the movie. But what this is is, it's a clip show. It has a woman, um, who's like the 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 survivor of one of the the of and, three, um, I think. Yeah, and she's haunted by this and she lies in a bikini and- for most <laughs> of the movie for most of the movie and just reminisces about and we see for like 70 minutes just a clip show of the franchise and then it's revealed she's actually angela and then the movie kind of just ends and yeah this this is—it's very generous to call this a film. It's—it's mm. <laughs> it's a couple of maybe three to five minutes of new footage, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've—I've—I've I've, I've said this so many times that the words have lost all meaning. But this genuinely mm. might be the worst movie I've ever seen. so
2: i i and like you and i cannot say that sentence lightly anymore Mm. nor can we say this is the worst film we've watched for the podcast very lightly anymore i think and congratulations lily for appearing on a hallmark episode Mm. i think this is the worst film we've seen for film franchise fortnights i think (laughs) not only is it just like mind numbing and in the fact that it's just recycling footage from another movie it's it's not edited well it's also not edited well and like the it's it's the first like movie I think I've seen that's been released by like quote unquote a professional company with like editing glitch, like unfinished editing in it. Mm. Like, like the audio is is bad. Like, mm. like yeah. someone will talk, yeah. and then all of a sudden, all of the audio, all of the background noise will get sucked out of the the clip because clearly they accidentally cut too early in their timeline, and and the character who's narrating will say something really quietly, and you like it's it is unfinished. It is bananas that have got made. It made me so angry. Well, I resented watching it. I was mm. so just. I couldn't believe that this was actually, like, considered part of the franchise. Uh, And I think it took a a franchise, which, as I said before, was surprised at how consistent it was. Um, It it sunk the franchise for me considerably (laughs) because it's – so bad i thought this sucked i thought this was so bad
1: yeah I, like uh I, needless to say now playing podcast gave it three not recommends <laughs> <laughs>
3: Lily, what yeah, did you but think like of the they also said that about part three i mean
0: yeah.
3: uh, mm. that's uh, the problem with a binary system yeah yeah mm. uh I, I richard you nailed it when you said <laughs> clip show uh yeah. it is a it is it reminded me of that when when like you know in the 90s especially the are they, like every show like the simpsons for the first 7 seasons or whatever they would have like a clip show where mm-hmm. they have a little bit of new stuff and then it's mostly clips of previous episodes and i always hated yeah. it cuz i guess <laughs> like who is this for like new people who've never seen the show like like <laughs> sh- just i hated it and and so i hated watching this movie and you know my my friend uh my friend ashley she's also a big sleepaway camp Fan and I, I just happened to have her box set, and it's of the first three movies, and then it has a DVD that says "Sleepaway Camp" uh, for production footage. Hmm. And that's so the, the the half hour of yeah, and so I days. put it in, and and it was just it was it's all the it's all the raw takes of hmm. the new footage that's in this movie that we watched for this podcast, but it's all just the raw footage. And I was watching it kind of as I was doing something else, and I was like, how the hell could they? Because I had heard they made this into a movie using clips from the previous sleepaway Mm. camps. But I was like, with this new stuff they shot, I think it was like uh, 20, 30 minutes, maybe Mm. 40. But it was like also boring, just like a girl in a bikini on a dock, Mm. slow pans (laughs) of a lake. And like given their limitations, uh, they came up with something to make it. Uh, take the shape of a movie, but yeah, it was. That's, that's,
2: that's the thing, right? Is yeah. that you go, you go to the filmmakers, like they're like, "Hey, we scrounged together, we did our best, and we actually think we might have made something from the footage." Mm. And filmmakers, if you're listening, sincerely, you didn't. You didn't make it. There's not enough. <laughs> There's not enough to have done what you think mm. you did to release the film. It is, it is nonsense. This movie. Mm. It's not even like clips in order. Like mm. it's it's scattered from across the whole franchise, and I don't think they even show the iconic ending shot of the first one.
1: They which show, is yeah. why
2: I would have thought you would do a. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they show, show that they, they go. Oh, it was revealed that it was Angela, because yeah, like there's like narration, mm. and you see the reveal that that she's been the one killing everyone, and there's like a, she's holding a decapitated head, but then that's like, it. Cuts to just the third movie, mm. the second movie, whatever. But it's, it's incredible to actually have a new worst film I've ever seen. And this isn't just, this isn't a controversial opinion on, on Letterboxd that we use quite a bit that you can. So sorting the, the roughly 2000 films I've ever logged on Letterboxd. This mm. is the second lowest average rating of any movie I've ever seen. The lowest is Epic movie, um, which it's not the it's worst. It's
3: movie miles movies. better than. <laughs> yeah, <movie>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because it it brings up like what makes a movie bad. To me, like the worst thing a movie can be is boring, yeah. and and that's what this is. Okay. Like, like you know, we talk about yeah. like Troll Two was famously called the best worst movie, but like if you're enjoying it, does that? It's almost like people talk about guilty pleasures. Like if yeah. you're enjoying it. Just enjoy it. Like, it's good to you then. It's mm. like, because we, we can sometimes still feel like, oh, it's, enjoy. it's so bad. Yeah. It's good. Well, yeah. if you like it, it's good. And I I, I think, I think like it, it's, it's, it's so boring. awake. Like mm. it's, it's so there's nothing boring. worth seeing in it. There's Dude. nothing. There's yeah. kind of a kill. There's like a hunter and uh mm. and mm. a cop sort of, but I was so checked out. It was just hard to pay attention to. I should no. I should also add
2: that because all of these movies are on YouTube, which is the I think a first for the franchise mm. for, for franchise Four Nights.
3: They all are on YouTube. They're yeah.
2: all on YouTube. Oh, um, you know you have to they're hidden. You, I don't think you can just type in the movie and find it. I got it through Googling more than I did through the actual YouTube oh. search. Um, but because of that, all except Return to Sleepy Wake, which is maybe why I liked it so much. <laughs> um, I watched all of these in probably like two forty p. Um so <laughs> the the pain of watching this bullshit movie in 240p with that has bad sound anyway mm. I was like this is horrible um, and when I was I was looking at something on Letterboxd about I think I was logging the first two films or the second two films two and three on Letterboxd and they have like a screenshot of the film and seeing a screenshot from <laughs> Sleepaway Cap 2 in like HD quality was like mind-blowing to me I was like oh my god a version exists that this, that's this clear I just didn't occur to me because it was so blocked up
1: <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's sleepaway camp or nightmare vacation for a UK <laughs> no, listeners.
3: No, no, no. American title wins. Just call. <laughs> we that can the call the title. last one nightmare vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> now it's time for a couple of new segments. One we forgot to do, which is the f- French Wise. Which? Oh yes. <laughs> uh, which is why did this become a franchise after the first film? And it, it, this one's really interesting because you almost have something where, it, like, the second and two and three feel so much like unrelated scripts that were made into Sleepaway Camp. Just add mm. a couple of lines of dialogue being like, oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, it's the same person. Because the the twist at the end of the first one is, like, not ever relevant again. hmm Sure, and yeah. so yeah this is this is an interesting franchise I think maybe it's the like creative kills and having mm. a, 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 like so someone took the idea of creative kills and a like teenage a, a young female serial killer mm-hmm. and, and went ahead with that
2: yeah I, th- I think that it it invites more basically mm. when, it, it and slashes like this-
1: they were they were at the top of their game in the 80s so it's like you got exactly to do
2: more. And you look at something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is also like distinguished for for being like having like a more comedic tone than the first one. And so I think I think this was just the way you took the prestigious first attempt and then, you know, you get meta with it or you get silly with it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, Freddy in the first movie, he doesn't in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, he doesn't say bitch. He's not mm, really doing he's not doing punny one liners. I mean, look at the first Friday
1: the Thirteenth as well. (laughs) Yeah, the first Friday the Thirteenth, like,
3: like Jason comes back as a zombie in part six, Hmm. and and then you look at Jason X, which is which is very comedic, Hmm. and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, like kind of that's just kind of the path these franchises take, and and Sleepaway Camp just kind of started a little (laughs) a little faster, and then Fork Return to Sleepaway Camp kind of pulls it back; it's it's a little bit more like the first one in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, we've also got another segment called the Cult Elders, a meeting of the Elders. So, Mm. uh, with the the Patreon tier, Cult Elders, where you can can join and you get access to a special Discord where you can tell us uh, your thoughts on the franchise and we will read them out. And I'm just about to now. So, (laughs) Craig from tpe on the discord said i swear i've seen thousands of shitty 80s slasher films but can- honestly can't recall if i ever saw any sleepaway camp films i can absolutely recommend cheerleader camp the old featuring the old homeless man that scowls crazy drake drivers at marty in one of the back to the future films as well as slumber party massacre 2 in which the killer is a rockabilly demon who kills teens with an electric guitar with a drill attached to the end thanks for letting me contribute No problem, Craig. <laughs> Uh Scotty doesn't know says uh has never seen them but if the podcast goes well might watch some in the future.
3: <laughs>
1: and-
2: that's
3: that's yeah, this podcast just advertising
2: for other
1: movies. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I think th- I think they're known in America at least these movies mm. like I I vividly remember being at like the video store in in the small town I grew up in uh, mm. and and seeing the box which was Pamela Springsteen's Angela who has like Jason's mask and Freddie's glove hanging out of her backpack, like she killed them? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because because
3: with, with, with that person who was like, I haven't heard of them. Maybe I'll seen them. I maybe I'll watch hmm. them. I wonder if that person is from the U.S. or from New Zealand. Uh, He's and, from New Zealand. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder if yeah. there's the, an awareness factor. Like maybe it was more in America than other places. Maybe
1: from the UK, and you know, was, was should be looking for Nightmare Vacation.
3: Yeah, they they, they uh. know Nightmare Vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is like football. (laughs) It's like football and soccer all over again. It's it's (laughs) goddamn soccer. (laughs) It's soccer.
2: Sure. I I have no loyalty to either name personally. Uh,
1: Martin, my dog, said, just watched the first film. Here are my thoughts. Sleepaway Camp, more like Sleepaway Campy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The next level campiness of this film is definitely something to behold. I quite enjoyed the film from that perspective. There are many moments that are truly fun and enjoyable. It reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street's uh, infamous bathroom scene, but every scene is at that level and it never leaves it. That said, I don't really think the film is better than any other campy horror film of that era. While I did admittedly go into it well aware of the twist, I don't think it was that hard to figure out much of it at all, especially in regards to Angela being the killer, as we kind of said. Mm. In order to not beat a broken record and restate what you've already surely discussed for the majority of the podcast, that the film was highly transphobic, I notice a different level of problematic that may not have been addressed. Angela's behavior early in the film is implied by some of the other campers to be some level of autism early on or so i sort of gathered i hate to assume that someone is autistic but i think it's safe to say that some sort of intellectual disability is meant to be gathered from her behavior anyways the reveal that she is the killer seems to imply that intellectual disabilities in addition in addition to transphobia are inherently dangerous i do think Transphobia is dangerous, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this,
2: this, this, like, spluttery comedy. No, no, wait, wait, I
0: didn't mean that! <laughs> um,
1: it's a real shame that the film had these plot points and... the and they truly reflect a large misunderstanding of the cultures represented here. I personally don't feel that the filmmakers were trying to say all trans people are bad or people with disabilities are psychotic, but rather they were going for a twist similar to that of Hitchcock's Psycho. That's a good point. In Mm. general, it's an okay film, terribly misguided and dated. A film has problems that keep it from fully appealing to any modern audience. Turn your brain off, watch it once, and learn from it. That's all I can say.
2: Mm. Interesting.
3: Yeah, what a great response! And I, yeah, I mean, it's like, what's the pitch to watch these movies? Is just like you're not gonna believe what you're gonna fucking see, and like, <laughs> like it, it, it's like all the problematic elements, and and yeah. So I think it's important to be aware. And for me, it doesn't ruin it because I just love horror so much, and I think these movies are mm. so entertaining. But I can I can totally understand how it it it, it could ruin it for. Other yeah. people, you know, because it's sure, it's, yeah. it's a turd in the punch bowl, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. There's still yeah. a lot of good punch in there. There is. <laughs> Just eat around the turd <laughs> around the dead. So uh,
1: Dan from Hawaii said, with the glaring exception of the final few frames, I surprisingly really liked Sleepaway Camp. It was part of the pun that you've likely already made campy, especially the <laughs> acting of the mother by God. And he says, I think I- that was the auntie. Yeah. yeah aunt martha yeah. uh i'd like my haikus for the first film to be read dan does uh all the reviews in haiku uh this is first third i just laughed at the campy line readings each shouldn't live bill and <laughs> mm-hmm. daytime shots were meh but nighttime shots mostly wowed me lots to unpack here three exclamation <laughs> points and then Dan continued as someone who was exploring the agenda and sexuality. I really love the heightened social pressures of gender conformity to the spellbinding dream slash flashback sequences. I regrettably only saw the first film and I plan on watching the sequels before listening. Also, I am beyond excited to hear Lily's thoughts on the franchise. I have no clues. I have no clue how the series will sustain this setup.
3: Ooh, doesn't. <laughs> that was from me.
2: <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, Dan it's...
2: actually just guessed as well that you'd be the guest. We, were like, we got a special guest.
3: <laughs> um, I will. St- uh, one one thing to add is like I, I think I, I. mean, you can't excuse everything by being like it was a product of its time, but mm. but the year it was made does matter. You know, like I think absolutely a movie. If, if a movie came out today and had the same twist, it would be rightfully scorned because it's like we mm. we we've, we've got to move past that trope. Like, I mm-hmm. think I think the year does, you know, it, it, it says something about the time it was made that like,
0: mm.
3: yeah, you get a sense for the era and the prevailing points of view, what was considered, you know, shocking.
2: It, it explains rather than
3: excuses. I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Alright, and now it is time for
1: everybody's favorite segment where we continue the franchise. This what well, you know Is
2: this everyone's favorite segment? No, everyone favorite. I'd hates like this to segment. believe that. <laughs>
1: yeah, this, you know, what what was really when we when we came up with the idea of a podcast, this was gonna be a much larger part of it. I this think was gonna thought,
2: be like the the cornerstone of mm, the format. <laughs> where we
1: might even rename ourselves to continue the franchise at some point. <laughs> but yeah, there, there was a few attempts to continue the franchise already. Uh, Sleepaway mm-hmm. Camp Reunion was set for DVD release in October 2011 with a limited 3D release in theaters, but it was just never made. Mm. The script for oh. another sequel, tentatively titled Sleepaway Camp Berserk, was co-written by the director okay. of 2 and 3, um, and yeah, just not made. In 2013, the franchise was set to be rebooted, but just no... Progress was made. In December 2020, Felicia Rose said that a sleep- six sleepaway camp is in the works. She said she'd be interested in playing Angela again. And she actually did play Angela again in 2009 in a film called Caesar and Otto's Summer Camp Massacre, which is a spoof of the sleepaway camp series.
3: Oh huh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, pa- I went down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out has Pamela Springsteen ever, Acknowledge the mm. fandom, or done an interview about it, or and it it seems no mm. <laughs> based on my research. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> I,
0: I
1: I think I think she's so great. I, yeah,
3: yeah. All I could find was like a video of her talking about her art. I guess she's like an, an artist. But yeah,
1: she's she's a photographer. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah but uh Felissa Rose very proud of the role, and you know, yeah, because she's yeah.
1: become quite a like scream queen mm-hmm. as well. So. Who wants to go first for continue the franchise?
2: I, I, mine's very minimal in terms of any kind of work done, so it might oh, be all right,
1: okay. Okay, I
2: think I think a remake. I'm very interested in the idea of a remake of this with the current pr- more progressive inclinations in mind. I'm obviously not the person to write this story, <laughs> but like, how do you take? how do you take sleepaway camp and not erase the problematic stuff but remix it into something that is more reflective of today's progressive mm. standards like do you make it i don't do do you do you explicitly make a trans character a hero or do you you know what i mean like i i guess i'm curious as to what a modern update would look like of this film if it wasn't just going to because i feel like a modern update would just remove anything that could get them in trouble yeah. but i kind of want them to and b- keep that in yeah. there and do it in a respectful way the, rev-
1: the big reveal at the end is that angela's actually the only cis person at the camp <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so that's my continuing the franchise
1: All right, uh Lily, or, do, or would you like to be saved for last
3: yeah i'll go uh yeah, now that uh, of AJ uh, got us warmed up here, um, <laughs> yeah. So mine's called Sleepaway Camp Revival, nice, mm-hmm. and it opens forty years after. It'll take place in twenty twenty three. Uh, forty years mm-hmm. after the original, the original massacre. And it's like some—it's a boomer couple, kind of like the the Lily and uh, her husband uh, Herman. Herman, yeah, kind of like them, but like a boomer couple. That it's like these kids today—they they just look at their phones, and then we got to bring back summer camp because it's like what mm-hmm. kids actually go to summer camp these days. Yeah, cool. And so yep. and so like these these like core couple or maybe a couple couples of of boomers open the camp and they get these like contemporary teenagers there, and they don't allow any phones or iPads or internet or screen, and they're forced to do all these games and stuff. And then you have uh, the murders, st- and, and then like they're aware of what happened in the past, but the murders start happening, and it's shot like a whodunit. And uh, maybe we bring in the original director if he's got some more crazy ideas for kills and stuff. <laughs> um, and And then we find out at the end of the movie that uh there's actually two killers it's both angela's it's pamela springsteen back and felissa rose oh. back and we reveal that pamela springsteen's uh of uh, angela baker was an imposter uh she was a copycat uh and, and wow. so the real angela is felissa rose and and uh springsteen was an imposter and they're both the killers. And then we reveal that, like, the hero of it, the final girl, is a trans woman, but, but and, 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 and it's revealed that she went to the camp kind of suspecting that something would happen and she's really upset because of the the damage that the original killer Angela did to trans people by making it seem like trans seeming people mm. kind of reflecting the controversy of the actual movie. Yeah, yeah, and sure. And then since Pamela Springsteen clearly wants nothing to do with this franchise, uh we'll have the trans hero kill uh kill the the copycat Angela and mm. and the, the she thinks she kills Felissa Rose's Angela, and then she gets away. And then we reveal Felissa Rose's Angela is alive, so we can maybe do a couple more movies, um, make it like do like a Halloween kills Halloween ends deal, deal mm. um, with the next two. But that that's how I would do. And then you have a chance to reveal it, and uh, you get you get to have a trans person you know being i guess if you want to call angela a trans person if she is then then you have someone who's in the villain and someone who's also a hero so it's not just that and then maybe we would have like try to bring back that actress from the aborted four to tie it all together and she's she's (laughs) another like copycat uh you know so yeah that's what i would do i would tie them all together and have both angelas and yeah Nice.
2: Could you could you do it so that the Pamela Springsteen's Angela is actually the the sister from the start of the first film who also didn't actually die oh, in the boat accident? Oh, that so it's actually both siblings because they both adopted Angela. Well, Peter adopted Angela as their name, and so. That would be why they'd both have the same name. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Oh, and I would bring back uh, Chef Artie from the first one because he doesn't die and he'll be, like, (laughs) living in the woods and, (laughs) like, with his skin all boiled from that enormous (laughs) Uh, pot that no kitchen should have a pot that big and i would bring back the fly paper stick the sticky fly paper from the first sleepaway camp that was gross and in every shot Mm. but yeah that's that's what i would do uh but yeah that's that's basically the pitch that's basically the pitch is it is uh yeah sleepaway camp revival and kind of bring Mm, everyone back and
2: yeah I love. I'm so glad that I went first as well because you basically just did a better version of my idea. Yeah, yeah,
3: you're you're, you're, you're p- very thankful. <laughs> Your pitch was the Sleepaway Camp four of pitches.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <I agree. laughs> as, as, well that that that's, that should be expected from the Allen of the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, it's interesting when you mentioned that that get the director back. I did a quick Google. So Robert Hiltzik has only directed two films: Sleepaway Camp yep. and Return to Sleepaway Camp, and wow. He apparently had no idea that the first one gained a cult following. In 2000, he was contacted by sleepawaycampmovies.com's Jeff Hayes, who asked him to record a commentary for the DVD. And then that, you know, he, came, he went and made uh, return to Sleepaway Camp. He's currently an attorney at law in New York. Hmm.
3: Because <laughs> she- uh, Larry Zerner, he played Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3. He's the, the nerd who gives Jason his mask. He's also a liar um yeah I w- oh, oh, what an interesting trend like <laughs> uh,
1: yeah i think we could find his contact information like pretty easily and ask if he wants to do an interview about It'd be very yeah. fascinating
3: oh yeah you could pro- you could get him he's gettable
1: yeah so <laughs> my i actually had a kind of a similar but dumber idea uh i i i had two prepared fortunately so I'll throw away sleepaway camps, which was a multiverse, (laughs) bringing bringing both versions of Angela together. Um, But instead, I think what I want to know what would happen if Angela decided to attend camp? I want a pee (laughs) pee from the Fred movies. I think it would sound a little (laughs) like this.
3: (laughs) Oh (laughs) my (laughs) god! I mean as long as Fred dies in a gruesome way. Um <laughs> No Fred's the hero. We, we We haven't mentioned that actually, that this is our
2: um we we, we went what like six camp themed movies in a row, if you count mm. Camp Friend Fred at the end of the last franchise. <laughs> wow.
1: Um but mm. will we will we go Seven, <laughs> we'll find out right <laughs> after we rank that franchise when we reveal our next franchise. Uh, Lily, you've got access now to the ranked list as well. This is the 152nd franchise we're adding to it. What sort this of. This is
2: on letterbox.com slash by the way. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're, what sort of uh, grouping are we thinking this is going to be around? So I'm. <sighs> the thing with, with the other
2: with its like contemporary slasher movies mm. as i think all of them have more highs i think i think that while like something like halloween has some some very low lows in my opinion I think that it probably has higher highs than Sleepaway Camp as well,
1: and it's also they're just better like franchises. Yeah, no, nothing. I think. Nothing's yeah. worse than
3: yeah. Buster Rhymes defeating Michael Myers with kung fu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
2: But that, all that being said, Sleepaway Camp for The Survivor is the worst film we've watched for the podcast. Mm. So I feel like that should be taken into account and maybe drag it uh, below. Hall- Halloween is at thirty-seven.
1: Are oh, you thinking that high?
2: No, not necessarily. Just just pointing
3: out where its contemporaries are. Mm-hmm. I guess Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street is thirty six. Friday the Thirteenth is thirty
0: five. Mm.
2: I think those are those are all better franchises than Sleepaway Camp, though. Mm. Like in terms of like how they work as franchises, they maybe have a collection of worse movies, but they also have a collection of better movies. I think. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking, Richard? Where, where are you thinking of ranking this? Um, this list is such nonsense to me now. Like, yeah, I'm. There are I'm, I'm franchise. They that that should
1: be much lower. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, let's put this. Like, so, so, you reckon above the nymphomaniac constant? Hey, which is currently number sixty nine. Why we did it, everyone? <laughs> well, we have to put it below it. Do we? What well, to keep it at sixty nine? Uh,
2: to keep it at sixty nine, but it's probably above it. Oh wait, I probably enjoyed. It's at sixty nine. Sorry, is nymph- nymphomaniac. Oh, is nymphomaniac is at 69. Is. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: which is funny Uh, because it's a sex franchise (laughs) and that's the sex number
2: (laughs) i would actually think that we should put this at 62 so behind the hangover and in front of rob zombie's halloween duology
1: all right yeah so below another franchise which essentially does the same thing twice and yeah um above yeah
3: that seems i guess you know this is y'all's list but i mean the first one is like a a uh one yeah. of my favorite movies to watch with people, and and two and three mm. are, are are really fun, but they don't quite have that must watch. And,
1: yeah, we also you know. don't respect this list, so
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> we hate the list. Well, yeah. I do, down with the I list. I do
3: love that y'all were fangirling out so much over the Scream franchise, that is very consistent. Oh. Yeah, oh, of course, that's your number love one for one, I think, on here, number nine. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, is that the show, Richard?
1: <sighs> that it's the bloody show. I mean, we, we can reveal what franchise we're doing next.
2: Uh, yeah, we can do. Shall I first say, before we reveal that, that if people liked listening to this episode, then why not support Cold Popshire at all the places? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com if you would like. Uh, you can join the Discord, which there'll be a link to in the show notes. Go um, and, and tell us uh, why... Sleepaway Camp is a different opinion to what we said. (laughs) Um, Or you can support us financially if you would like to over at patreon.com slash Popshire And Lily, where can people find you?
3: Yeah, so I I retired from YouTube. I I made videos from 2010 to 2017. The channel was called Joe Goes. And uh, I went to events like the Gathering of the Juggalos and a Donald Trump rally and... Uh, RuPaul's Drag Con And I also went to 19 mm. countries Which includes Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, New Zealand uh, Yes I, I went to the only two cities in New Zealand Auckland and Wellington
0: Oh, so- oh
3: no <laughs> I don't live in either
2: of those So I guess I'm fading into the, into yeah, well, the Looking now. at
3: your visual, you're in a hobbit hole uh, Evidently And Richard's <laughs> in, in, in a white void um, but, Auckland. But- Auckland Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, although so Christchurch is channel. actually a lot
1: whiter than
2: <laughs> that's true,
3: <Yeah. laughs> And then, uh, in 2021, I came back to post a coming my coming up video t- called The Cost of Costumes, where I talked about mm-hmm. uh my, my gender transition journey. And uh, I talked about that in the first part of it. The second part, I talk about stereotypes, uh, but there's a lot of insidious stereotypes about trans people because a lot of people. You know, we're we're like, what, one less than one percent of the population. And a lot of people just don't know much about us. And, and then for the third part, I kind of analyze myself and talk about how, like, by repressing this and not seeking treatment, it kind of just made me very unhappy for many years. And I call it the cost of costumes because that's my that's my only, you know like I was wearing this costume that was my male self and my real self was female mm-hmm. and when I look back the only my only regret is not coming out sooner and that's the cost mm-hmm. of it is knowing that I could have had all these happy years be you know that I'm getting now so I guess that's my long answer but but like uh, I'm on Insta- <laughs> I'm on Instagram I work as a writer I write for the sunglasses company, Gooder. If you follow them on Instagram and it makes you laugh, I wrote it. If not, I have have nothing to do with it. And and that's spelled G-O-O-D-R. And then I'm on Instagram as It's Lily Hansen. And that's all I'm doing, just writing. No plans to make videos again, very happy. Hope you all are doing nice. well, too. And thanks for having me on. It's an absolute joy. Oh,
1: it's been wonderful having you. Yeah, of you. course.
2: I'll link to all of those things in the show notes. And um, The Cost of Costumes is an excellent video, and I, I really enjoyed mm, it. So I'll, recommend I'll it. encourage people to to check that out.
3: Three
1: recommends.
3: <laughs> Ooh, three recommends. Well, that means more to me than uh, now playing. Because they have even <laughs> – well, if they invite, maybe they'll invite me on. Who knows? Hmm. Um, but, yeah. And, oh, and then I just wanted to say – We can all dream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I do want to say that uh, th- this is not tokenism. I, I wanted to talk about Sleepaway Camp. It wasn't like mm. AJ and Richard weren't like. Oh, oh yeah no we gotta get a we gotta get a uh, yeah we we gotta get a trans person to talk about it you know
1: <laughs> that was that was so good for like a word and then it just went southern yeah,
3: <laughs> I, mean, I know I know I can't, I'm famously terrible at accents but so it, it was just like I love you know I like your guys' show oh and then you were like oh I like some of your videos and whatever and then I was like I'd love to talk about you offered you asked me to come on and talk about a franchise and I I I picked Sleepaway Camp. Um, hmm. And so it wasn't, uh, no tokenism, very happy to talk about it. So, yeah. Well, th- thank you for bringing that up because that was <laughs> something I messaged you about about a week
2: ago. I was like, we're okay to, to discuss the uh, finer moments of this franchise with you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> so, this whole
3: episode is kind of, this is like woke corner the whole episode. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's no getting around it, you know, with, mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, it would have been very funny if you came on and said, do not mention that I'm trans and I do not <laughs> want to talk about the gender stuff in the <laughs> <Slip-way> camp.
2: <laughs> cool. Well, that is the episode then. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you very much, Lily, for coming on. And uh, listeners at home, stay tuned for the post-credit scene, which will come or at you Or come back
1: next s- fortnight, where we'll be... Oh, fuck,
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, things are rushed at the moment because I am going to... Uh, flying to London in five days. Uh, five days, and I'm the most nervous I've ever been about anything ever in my life. So, what better way to combat nerves by cramming a bunch of work
3: into five days? Why are you nervous? So, yes. Why are you nervous? I've
2: just never gone on a plane ride that long before. And AJ is also
1: a very nervous flyer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I one time we flew to we went to Wellington together and uh, to ease his flying woes i explained the Bernoulli principle to him which is how mm. planes stay in the air and I, I think i look back on that as being a very special moment in our friendship
3: well just just <laughs> pretend pretend like you're riding on the majestic eagles from lord of the rings like you i will
2: yeah Well as being from new zealand i do <laughs> often so we that can anyway. do anyway um, anyway, speaking some, of airplanes, some, yeah, somewhat <laughs> appropriately, this whole conversation might happen again uh, in a fortnight for you guys because our next franchise is the two airplane movies, mm. um, which was not intentional, and I so, maybe regret <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for lining up two movies about. I mean, I know they're comedies, they're yeah. very silly comedies, but they're about like a plane
3: <laughs> not flying <plane Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen them? So, have you seen them before?
2: I've, I've, I've seen. Yeah, I think I have. I've I I've
1: never seen either. Mm. I haven't seen either of the Flying High movies, uh, as, no, they're as they're in called New <laughs> yeah, in New Zealand.
3: In New Zealand,
1: weirdly, like First Airplanes,
3: yeah. a classic. I haven't seen the second one, but
1: mm. yeah, apparently not very good from what I understand. But anyhow, we're we're, we're stalling. Wrap the episode up. You can get, get rewind a couple minutes if you want to see where to find us. Otherwise, yep. post-credit scene coming your way. And Lily would love to have you for the post-credit scene.
3: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Eat should and die, Richard and AJ. <laughs> hey, your ass stinks.
1: <laughs> your ass stinks.
3: <laughs>
2: All right, welcome along, everybody, to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash cop you get to give us something to talk about. And this is the post-credit scene. Lily, you are a $5 patron. I'm just realizing this. So if you want to, <laughs> you could give us your question now. And that could actually be the, the post-credit scene oh, well, of the episode. Yeah,
3: I'm a $10 patron, I think oh well there you go you can there ask you two so, wait so what uh, just anything to discuss anything
2: anything you want yep we can have a little mini conversation about oh, something oh boy like.
3: uh, what would people want to hear you discussing uh, w- would mm. you ever like have you thought about ranking other things like ranking all the countries of the world from <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's rank all the religions like the like click holded <laughs> yeah
3: well uh I don't know. I guess like okay, I'll give you a serious thing to talk about, which is what is uh what is your reaction with like fame from your podcast and hearing from fans on Discord and mm. like are you considering like doing lot because some podcasts like I went and saw the David Spade and Dana Carvey podcast they had mm. Adam Sandler on as a guest with this big crowd and stuff like what mm. is it like with 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 fans and with the Discord and have you considered. Doing like real life events like or or would you rather Mm. just be curled up in your holes uh (laughs) recording
2: yeah yeah well we have we have done two live shows Mm. before but it certainly hasn't been a consistent thing and it hasn't been you love our podcast so come check us out it's been hey everyone in the city that i live in uh come watch me do something as opposed to like Mm. it's been more like a putting on a show as opposed to putting on something for for a dedicated fan base Um, yeah but uh, what do you think Richard
1: um, talking about the whole like Adrian and I have talked about this before that we're almost like too accessible (laughs) to fans where it stops becoming like oh my gosh these are like fans interacting with me and it's, it's a lot of it's just these are now my friends or it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it seems a lot more like you you lose the, the pedestal you're supposed to be <laughs> on.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I always felt a little weird saying fans, you know, like when mm. I was mm. making YouTube videos, but it's like, well, I guess I have to call it a fan meetup, but it's like mm. there's something about mm. it because it's like I'm a fan of things and it's sounds it almost sounds like vain or something to be like, but then again, what else do yeah. you say? Follower, you know? Yeah. Mm.
2: Listeners. Yeah. yeah.
1: To answer subscribe. your ranking question though, I have always loved the idea of doing a video that's, it's just called ranking every character. <laughs> and it would just be like, like, like just, just maybe like an hour long. And it's just the top 50 characters. Or yeah, maybe it'd just be top 50, but like ranking every character, but there's only like 50 of them. <laughs> And (laughs) just the absurdity of that, I was always-
3: I do, I've always loved ranking things, like even like Mm. music, like uh, all I listen to is rap and I'll, you know, it's a thing with like rap fans. Who's your top five, you know? Mm. And and so there's just something about ranking that's kind of fun to me, even like, and I think that's what appeals to me about franchises is like just being like, you know, I don't know, would you rank food, ranking food? You could do that. We've, (laughs) a couple of months ago-
2: there was a conversation that broke out of the Discord ranking fruit, and I very erroneously popped in to say, if we get 100 patrons, we'll do a f- fruit ranking episode. Ooh. So, <laughs> what what <laughs> that, are you thinking?
3: That, what would be in your top fruit?
2: Uh, nectarine is my number one. I love nectarines, but mm. I'm. I, do you want to know something very psycho killery of me? Something real fucked up. I love a crunchy nectarine. Oh. I love like a not quite ripe nectarine. It's like my favourite fruit. <laughs> okay, um, and then probably like a peach and an apple, maybe.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't really like fr- the only fruit I really like is like raspberries. Mm. Oh, passion fruit actually. Passion fruit great. Mm. Anyway, that's passion fruit. Passion fruit.
2: (laughs) That's what you're going out to bat for? Passion fruit? Passion
1: fruit's delicious. (laughs) I don't know. I
2: don't know how to eat it. It looks more stone than fruit.
1: Why would it be $27 a kilo if it wasn't
3: delicious? (laughs) (laughs) Would, Would grapes rank high?
2: Oh yeah, hell yeah, love grapes. I love grapes as long as they've things. got no stone in them. If they don't, if they have a stone in them, I don't want them. <laughs> they they drop a hundred places if they have the stone in them. I love this is this is giving people the fruit ranking episode oh. before a hundred patrons. Mm-hmm. I love
1: wine, if that's what you're asking, <laughs> <laughs> Lily. What's your already? to close us out, Lily? What's your favorite fruit?
3: You know, strawberries. <laughs> Good choice. What Straw- would be grape. your death row meal? like you get one last meal before you get executed the
1: antidote
2: um i I think i might have said this before on pod but i like the i don't know if i want this for my last meal but i thought it'd be a fun scene and something is like someone gets like a quarter pounder combo for their last meal um, and they get it, and they go to take the pickles out, only to discover someone's already taken the pickles out for them. And it's like this kind of sad, macabre moment where, like, this ritual that this person did all the time, where they took the pickles out of their burger, they
3: now can't do it for their last burger. <laughs> oh wow, that's 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 like a Oscar-winning short film. It sounds like. <laughs> Thank you so much, <laughs> Richard. What's your death row meal? You got to answer this before we go. Um. Mine's pizza and chicken wings. Your turn.
1: Yeah, nice. Um, like I've again I've said this before, but like, um, like the old El Paso burrito seasoning is like my favorite food, and like just making homemade burritos with that is like that's my
0: my ultimate comfort food. Hmm. Nice. Cool.